I am not dead. I am not dead, everyone. I'm gonna. I'm sure I'm getting absolutely destroyed. Why are you making us wait? What do you think you're doing? We pay big money for this show. I am here, and I am ready to talk about Iowa and uh, that uh, terrific, riveting win this evening over the Ohio State v. Ohio State Buckeyes. And yes, I'm in a different place. I was at the game this evening. Traffic was uh, a bear coming out of Carver, parked in a different place. I won't bore you with the details. We got about 100 people on here. Please take a moment to like the video, folks. If you're here um, and enjoying the content or angry at me because I didn't give you the content sooner, just take it out on the like button. Pound that like button and uh, help the show to grow. Um, here's the deal, folks. We've got the StreamYard line open. Iowa Smokehouse is uh, supporting our, our uh, show once again this evening through our call-in line. So please use the StreamYard line if at all possible this evening. Again, we're talking Iowa's 70, excuse me, 79 to 77 win over the Ohio State Buckeyes. And um, it turned into a free throw contest down the stretch. I'm really happy for Patrick McCaffrey. I'm sure a lot of you who are watching feel the same way. I know there's been frustration and fair enough, toward uh, Patrick McCaffrey over the past month or so. Um, he has struggled offensively. He struggled with confidence. He's put up a lot of goose eggs in the box score, but he made four big free throws down the stretch that helped seal a must-win. This was a must-win. They lost this game tonight. I was going to come on the air and say, it's over. I would have said that. <laughs> I would have had zero confidence in this team's ability to make the tournament. And yes, I know there's always a chance you can win the conference tournament. They went out. They probably still in it 13 and seven, but um, they're not winning out first of all. Um, so they did what they needed to do at least to keep their head above water this evening. And uh, they will move on to um, hopefully win their second straight game here in a few days, but just a big, big win. So uh, we've got a number of people here waiting. I know already, if you're new to the show, the StreamYard link is in the chat. Uh, excuse me, in, in the uh, description, I'll also throw it up in the chat. Again, the score this evening, 79-77. Before we get to our first Iowa Smokehouse caller, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor, Iowa Smokehouse. Use the code Hawkeyes at iowasmokehouse.com for 15% off your total order. That's the code Hawkeyes at iowasmokehouse.com with their meat sticks, their jerky, their salsas, their barbecue sauces. Everything is great, and you're supporting an Iowa company. See how tasting is believing. Get it now. Have it ready for Super Bowl Sunday and March Madness coming up. All right, uh, let's go to our first caller of the day. First caller of the day. Yes. Yes, Tony. And you know why I called on you? I don't even know who was in the queue first. I'll admit that. I have no idea. I wasn't here when you at when you came into the show. But I made the comment about midway through that second half. I said, this game is Tony time. <laughs> is it Laji? Listen, I excuse me. Is it because of Laji? No, I said it's Tony time, not Tony. Oh, Schreier, gosh, Tony I'm Kogan. sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. No, no, you're I'm not. Sorry. Everything's about you, Tony. You know, you know, it's funny because I, you know, whenever I'm on hold or I'm listening to the show, Niaz always say, you know, Tony did this, Tony did that. It's so hard for me. Like, oh yeah, they're not talking about me. Talking about me. <laughs> oh really? <laughs> Isn't that hard? Okay. Um. So. I, uh, Oh, go ahead. Uh, go ahead. No, go ahead, Tony. I was going to say, you know, it's not often they break out this jersey. Because that's the one they wore tonight. That one with the big tiger hawk on front and stuff like that. And 
Yeah. I kind of like that black one. I wish they do this as the black one and the old gold with the cursive as the home jerseys. Seemed like they had that out a lot more during the Garza era. Like, I remember those guys wearing that this, all the time. Or the, or the cursive. No, the, the, or, the all blacks with the yeah. Hawkeye look. The, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Oh, um, anyways, uh, how was the crowd tonight? Everyone was talking about that. What, what were they talking about? Well, just how many and, you know, some people said it didn't seem loud. But to me, one, one comment I wanted to make down was uh, the defense ch- chant sounded super loud. On that At the last end? Set. Yeah. Well, yeah, That's no, I, here's what I'll say about the crowd. And I was asked this right after the game. I was asked, hey, what do you, how would you rate the crowd? If I'm rating the game experience as a whole, I would give it like a D. Yeah. I mean, you just – you can't have some great experience when you have an arena that holds 15-5 with nine. Like, and no student body. No, There, there is no student representation. All right. Was it – is that because the dance weekend, the dance marathon? Um, I'm sorry. Your, your dog wants a word. Yeah. Uh, the dance marathon. Is that because the dance marathon? I'm going to uh, – I'm just going to mute you just for a second um, while I, I answer that question. Um. I didn't even know about the dance marathon. A, that's the first thing. Second thing, Tony, has there been, have there actually been students at other Big Ten games? I mean, like an actual student representation at other Big Ten games? No. No. I was just, I was trying to you, cover from something. Yeah, you can spin it however you want. The student body is not engaged with Iowa basketball. But I'll give uh, credit to the, yeah. the fans that were there. The fans that were there were excellent. And I give them a lot of credit because. I mean, there there were times where Iowa was not playing a lick of defense. You're not playing. You're not rebounding the ball. I mean, they got torched in that second half on the glass. And I haven't even pulled up the official box score because I literally just got set up. They got torched on the glass in the second half. I think the total rebounding numbers were not as bad as I would have anticipated looking back at it. I think Iowa got beat out by like two on, on the hole for the night. But, man, Lodgy really helped them on the glass in that first half. I would have liked to have seen more of Lodgy in the second half. But I do appreciate the I do appreciate the fact that Owen Freeman avoided foul trouble down the stretch because he got yes. that third, got, sat on the bench, and I, I don't know. I, I just uh, I, this is not a very good team right now. This is an Iowa team that's they kept their hopes alive. They kept their March hopes alive. If there are any hopes, and there are, because the conference isn't very good, and I still think if you get to twelve and eight, you got a shot in March to get there. But um, they did what they needed to do, and Tony Perkins. I know he missed a mid-range shot that would have sealed the deal. Uh, missed a free throw late, but man, he was really good again. And he is the guy you want with the ball in his hand down the stretch, late in the shot clock, and he ended up getting that that. Uh, well, he didn't really secure the rebound, but he fought for that final rebound that would have given Ohio State maybe a chance to win the game. Um, what was I say? Let's see. It's nice to see. I, I don't think we've said this yet, but it's nice to see Patrick hit those pressure free throws down the stretch. He's He's gotten a lot of flack, and he looked very confident hitting the – I mean, it was eight, well, eight for eight from the line, and were this was it three three sets of two? Was he, did he have six in that final stretch? Or I think he had was, six. I know he had two two someplace else, and I think he had six in that final two minutes. Well, he had – I don't know. He had four. Four for sure. Okay. Four for sure that were, yeah. you know, must hits. Like, and um, – I'll be honest. I, I'll 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 be quite frank. I was not happy when he got fouled the first time. I thought, man, seriously, we're going to go 
to Patrick right now, especially given what he what appears to be a very low confidence level. But what I saw with Fran in the first half tonight, Tony, and I could have been totally off, but I made the comment during the game. It appeared to me that Fran had a nice period in that first half where he was making a concerted effort to uh, try to in, ignite some level of confidence in in some of these guys that have been struggling, and specifically Patrick, DeSante Bowen. Um, you saw, um, I'm trying to think of who was the third guy that was out there um, in, with that group, but it was a group that had kind of struggled uh, of late, and uh, he played them some minutes in that first half. I was a little surprised that he turned to, to Brock Harding down the stretch, but, um, you know, again, got the job done, and uh, you, you live to see another day, so to speak. Uh, the one thing I'll say, and I'll close, is um, in these upcoming games, I just really want to see improvement, and I want to see Tony to continue to take over. It's nice to see a senior seeing his time come to an end, possibly, and taking that assertive role, but and also saying that if we want to see Tony come back, maybe let's uh, keep up on our uh, donations to the Swarm, and we saw what happened with football, and they might be able to give him a competitive package that he might want to come back. Well, I think he ought to come back for reasons far beyond what he's going to make with the swarm. Yeah. I mean, I've said that. I know you, you've heard me say that before. Yeah. I think if he's going to bet on himself, then he's going to come back for another year and really do everything he can to develop a consistent three-point shot. And if he does that, he's got a chance to be a second-round pick somewhere. And that opens the door. He's going to play somewhere professionally, yeah. but – I do think he's got the athleticism. He's got the mindset. I'll say this, and this is not a, a diss on anybody else on the team, but Tony, and I, I made the comment during the, uh, that last three-minute stretch, the reason I want Tony Perkins in the game and handling the ball late as much as he, as he I think he should, is because he appears to be the only guy that consistently plays with a sense of urgency. Mm-hmm. I think you yes. know what I mean when I when yep, I oh, Yes. I watch, I, I watch um, I, you know, I don't want to – rip on anybody specifically, but, you know, I watched Patrick with the ball in his hands late, um, Peyton with the ball in his hands late, Josh Dix, very indecisive. And that's how I would describe it, like not a, a visible sense of urgency. When I watched Tony, like he's wanting to make things happen. He got a huge foul call late in a shot clock down the stretch that sent him to the line, got a couple of free throws out of it. You want him attacking the rim late. I think one thing to say to make that kind of uh, put a little bit different words to the same thing is all of those other guys you mentioned, they will catch the ball and wait to get fouled. Tony will still be the aggressor where in situations like that, even when you have the lead and you know, you're going to get fouled, be the aggressor and don't just sit and wait and think that they're going to call that foul, force them to call that foul, make the foul obvious, you know, drive into them force the action, and he does a tremendous job at that. Tony Perkins, our RTI Threads player of the game. I've got the Cooper DeGene RTI Threads uh, shirt on this evening. But he, uh, again, just a terrific stat line, 20 points, seven boards, four assists. And, again, uh, his the, just the will to win that uh, at the end there um, because Akpara had a rebound. And they were going to have a shot at a game-winning three or at least a game-tying two. Missing a free throw down the stretch on purpose is one of the harder things to do. It's very tough. Especially for a free throw shooter that's like, what, 60? I think they said he was like 64, 65%. That guy at the line was not a good free throw shooter. That's why Holtman was pissed at that last chance that he was not happy that that guy got the ball because he should not have had the ball in his hands. 
yeah. knowing situation. Um, and then I was just going to close on something lighthearted. Uh, so I saw your picture on X. Did you walk halfway around Carver Hawkeye Arena to take a picture of your empty seat next to Don? Because you're sitting next to Don. Is that why you got that pic? And then walk all the way back? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Somebody, uh, a buddy of mine who is uh, who is at the game, not with me, but was at the game across the arena. Um, he actually reached out to me and said, hey, I just saw Don Patterson. He's literally like three rows down from me. And so a friend that I was with has a brand new Samsung. I don't even know, S23 yeah. or S24. And this Zoom feature is incredible. Oh, yeah. And my phone stinks, so I think I last 22. Anyways, uh, zoomed in, clearly Don. I didn't know Don was going to be at the game, so uh, I didn't get the chance to talk to Don. But uh, for the record, Don is a season ticket holder for the women. And I don't oh. know how many – I know he goes occasionally for the men, so that was good. Gotcha. All right, thanks. I'll let you get to the other calls and listen on. Thanks. Thank all right, uh, mentioned RTI Threads. Do want to give them a plug here, folks. If you haven't checked out the apparel line over at rtithreads.com, I'll be breaking out some new gear that I just received here a couple of days ago. Um, rtithreads.com, also Cooper DeGene apparel, still available. Get it while supplies last. cd3lacesup.com and also rtithreads.com. RTI Threads now working with Iowa baseball and the swarm. Really cool stuff coming. And, uh, currently in the works. So check it out, rtithreads.com, cd3lacesup.com. As you support our sponsors, you're supporting the show here at From the Hawkeye of the Storm. All right, let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. I just threw the uh, link in the live chat if you missed it. Let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call-in line. James. What's up? How you doing? I'm doing good, James. How are you? It's good to see you go to a game. And obviously, you know, I haven't been to one in a while, so... But it's good to see a win. I think it's the most important thing, obviously, out of this. Like you said earlier, when they needed this win, and the way it went, obviously, it was close back and forth the whole game. And sometimes it's a game you need maybe to get over a hump. Sometimes instead of blowing, I obviously want to blow somebody up. But if you can't blow them out, the back and forth games help too, you know, just because you're going to get in those situations again at some point in the season. So you, it's always good to have those battles. But the defense was obviously non existent at all. Like I feel like some games is at least existing a little bit. This was nice. This and all. It was just back and forth, running gun, just shooting shots. Well, the problem the problem is, and I go, I reflect back on something Coach Close, who was a really good defensive coach in his day, and I still would be if he was still coaching. What he's talked about in the past, like you can easily evaluate. Typically, you can easily evaluate your team's defensive uh, performance by looking at how many layups and open threes you're giving up. That's all Iowa gave up. Like everything they gave up was either an open corner three. Or an easy drive to the to the uh, to the cup, and on misses, what do we have? We had offensive rebounds uh, for the game. Um, Akpara had uh, let's see, fourteen points, eight rebounds. They had thirteen as a team for offensive 13, rebounds. That's thirteen offensive always, rebounds. That's always something you want to keep. Obviously, you don't really want to get past seven or six, but you definitely want to keep it under ten. Brandon, I called this. Uh, I was asked during the game uh, what I thought attendance was, and I said something like nine five, and I think that was actually pretty accurate. Um, I'm just shocked by the level of or the, or the lack thereof as it relates to student attendance. But I yeah, I don't, I don't know what the call. issue is. I wish we kind of knew what the issue was. Obviously, you know, tomorrow is that it's at Maryland, right? The women's game. Yes, that's at Maryland. That's, it's still a better attendance, obviously, just because of Caitlin. But in Maryland's not that bad. But 
for me, I feel like the free throws too, obviously, when you do this game, as close as it is, you miss four of them and you, you, and you shot 22 of them. So 18 of 22 is a good percentage, especially in a game like this. And I think you always pretty much take 81% of the team from the line, almost 82% from the team of the line. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I didn't get to do as deep of a dive into the box score as I normally would like. But um, if, if you're plus 9%, or excuse me, plus ten percent from field, with field goal percentage, you ought to be winning every single game. But but again, the the problem is when you give up the number of offensive boards they gave up in the second half, and um, I would turn the ball over nine times above their average for the year. Um, but honestly, like I, I'm I'm looking through the stat sheet and I'm just like, well, they only made three threes. Iowa is playing so much more with. They only them. shot ten. They only shot ten too, which is something I think that is kind of. Less like you know they shoot a lot usually. You know, only shooting ten is something they got to the rack a lot today and took a lot of mid range shots. Yeah, but but here's the thing, James. Like they've remember how with Chris Murray last year, and even though Philip Bracha didn't shoot threes, that team last year was so dependent on the field. Yeah, this team doesn't. That's one thing that I think it's clear this coaching staff, and that starts with Fran, has really made a concerted effort. And granted, they've got guys well, like Freeman and Cricky and Dembele. But they have made a concerted effort to not be as reliant on the three. They score a lot in the mid-range. They make an effort to get the ball down low. And I think that's going to help them because they don't have – like they've got good three-point shooters. Yeah. But the way they played offensively down the stretch last year, living and dying by the three is not a recipe for success. I was going to say, I feel like it's also personnel. And like TP being your best player, he's not – he's an like, okay three-point shooter, but he's not a great three-point shooter. You know, like he's consistent, but he doesn't look for a three-point shot. The only guys that really like – Hunt the three point shot to feel like a Sanford and Dick sometimes. Dix knows when he gets a shot when he needs to, but it's also like those two guys are the three point guys. The rest of them, like Bowen plays, Brock Harding, and they play. Brock Harding will shoot some here and there, but they're not like known for the three point shot, if you get what I'm saying. I guess it's personnel more this year than it was the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I think that's fair. And I think they've had, they've got guys who can shoot that aren't confident right now. Price yeah. has no confidence with this shot, it appears to me. Um, Patrick does not have confidence as a three-point shot. Um, you know, so hopefully this is a team that, you know, especially if they can keep winning, and even if you're winning close games and they're ugly. Tonight was ugly. This was by no means a pretty performance. But if you can win games and give yourself a chance to make the tournament come March, then hopefully guys like Price and Patrick um, will start making shots at the right time. We've even seen Logi make a three or two yeah. earlier in the year. He's got no confidence from outside right now, although he loves to shoot. Um, but so, I mean, that's, I think that's the hope it gives you a chance and they're not gonna be able to, to win much in March, only making three threes. It's just the name of the game, but, uh, it's, it is encouraging to see them find a way to win, even when the three point shots. My my biggest question I had was, what do you think about Lodge being the six man? He played 20 minutes. That's the most out of anybody on the bench. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I give the guy credit. He's really raw. But he does attack the glass. He's not afraid to play. And I've been critical of him. Um, I think he needs to go up stronger. I think there's several guys in this team that you could say that about. Um, I think a lot of these guys would do well to watch Tony Perkins, just watch tape of Tony Perkins and how he attacks the rim. And I understand not everybody can be like him. But uh, Lodge has got a lot of upside. I mean, I made the comment early, was it November, that if there's anybody in that freshman class that makes me think NBA more than anyone else, it's not Owen, it's Lodge because yeah. of Lodge's ability to stretch the floor. We haven't seen that as much lately. He's got great athleticism. But I just thought his rebounding was key. 
Um, and like I said, down the stretch, uh, he didn't play as much as he did in that first half. He had for the game, uh, let's see, Lodge, six. Uh, six boards, but all yeah. six of those were were notable and big. Uh, I'm guessing at least five of those came in the first half. Yeah, I mean, six is up there with one of the top totals. I mean, Perkins has seven, Freeman has six, so he's up there top, you know, tied for second most rebounds in the game. So I feel like there's something you always can't hunt. I, I do agree with that. I feel like he has the most upside because I feel like he's more – I feel like Owen's kind of – he has more – Owen can grow too, but I feel like Lodge has more – a lot more room to grow, if that makes sense. Like I feel like Owen kind of – you know what he's going to bring. Lodge has a lot more room to become something better, I feel like. Not saying better than Owen, but like become better than what he is. They, well, they've got a chance. Yeah. They need all these guys um, down the stretch, and, and I know you're talking even more so in the future. They need all these guys' skill sets. They, I, I give Fran credit for this. They've built this team. It's more balanced than I would have ever expected it to be as far as skill sets are concerned. They've got guys who you view as knockdown three-point shooters, Peyton, Price, Dix. Now, not all of those guys are reigning yeah. threes right now, but they have those pieces – you have a couple of pieces inside in Cricky and Freeman and Dembele. And then you have the guys that can handle the ball in Dix and Perkins and Bowen. Now, again, there's there's some confidence lacking in there. You haven't gotten Patrick McCaffrey going in a while. Um, I thought Cricky played better in that first half, but he still seems to be in a bit of a funk. He was four of nine, eight, re- uh, eight points on the night. Um, and, and Freeman's still struggling to defend without fouling. Um, but – I'm just looking through the, the stat sheet. I, I wish we'd see more from DeSante Bowen. I was surprised we saw Brock Harding late in the game. Didn't play at all in the first half. Got three big minutes late. And, um, yeah, Price Sanford's not giving him anything right now. I mean, he, he just goose egg everywhere. Took one um, took one foul, and that's it. Played five minutes. Uh, accumulated no other stats. He was minus one. So, but, that is one more there's one more thing you kind of brought up for me before I get off here is the minutes I feel like have kind of been weird and maybe that doesn't give some people their like, and obviously I know you have to earn minutes, right? I understand the earn minutes part. Like, as a coach, definitely understand you have to earn minutes and your play sometimes can affect your minutes, right? But I feel like for some people, especially younger guys like a Brock or a Price, you know, because they're freshmen, I think it might affect them a little bit more like, oh, I only play two minutes this game or I play 10 minutes this game, especially the freshmen still trying to get their legs under them, if that makes sense, like at that level. Yeah, and keep in mind, as we go down the stretch of the season, we're seeing Lisa Bluter do it. I think you're going to see, barring injury, you're going to see a tighter lineup regardless. I just, my big fear right now with rotation is that you're going to lose DeSante to the portal. Yeah, and I don't disagree with that, but. James, I appreciate you, you calling yeah. in as always, sir. And uh, I, I did see your comment about asking if I was alive. So I, I, I was just making sure you were good. I kind of just text message you, make sure you're good. But Carver traffic, man. Yeah, yeah, I know how it is sometimes. But enjoy your night. And hopefully, you want me to get another one tomorrow. You know, Maryland's always tough. So appreciate it, James. Yeah. Thank you. Doug with the super chat. Fun game. Good crowd despite being under 10K driving. Can't call, but very happy for PMAC. One down, two more wins to put them seven and six in the Big Ten. Absolutely. So, uh, so they are five and six. Um, yeah, I mean, you lost today. I've been four and seven. Had to have this win. And uh, they've got winnable games in front of them. Uh, appreciate the super chat, Doug. It does mean a lot. So thank you for that. Again, RTI Threads, if you uh, haven't checked out their website, do it now. Support NIL. I know a lot of people are supporting the Swarm. I saw some Swarm t-shirts at the game tonight, but another way you can do that is by buying Hawkeye apparel through RTI Threads and also Cooper DeGene's official uh, merchandise over at cd3lacesup.com. 
That's rtithreads.com and cd3lacesup.com. Um, as I mentioned earlier, um, maybe I didn't mention this earlier. I've been promoting it for a while now. If you're not subscribed to our Facebook page, please be sure to do that. In fact, you don't really subscribe. You follow, you like. Very simple. The link is in our description. Please do that. It is appreciated. All right, let's go back to our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. We've got uh, the other Corey here. Corey, welcome. Hello. How's it going tonight? Going good, sir. How are you? Good. How was the game? Uh, I guess, uh, how was the attendance, is what I was saying. Uh, it seemed like it was uh, all right. It's um, it better was better than. I mean, relative to what? Relative uh, to what? The average, I would suppose. I haven't been. This is my first time in Carver. This oh, year. I didn't know if it was or not. Here's what I'll say. And I like your putting as winning shirt. Here's what I'll say. Thank you. <laughs> as it relates as it relates to comparing, and I know some people say, ah, you complain yeah. about anything, Corey. Yeah. Not you, me. Uh, you compare this to, like, other games I've been to this year, like going mm -hmm. to Hilton to watch Iowa, I would say, going yeah. to Creighton to watch Iowa Creighton. What, what I saw from an environment perspective at Carver tonight was pathetic. Yeah. But now here's what I'll say. The people that are there are engaged. Well, that's good. But you don't have students coming out to these games. Yeah. And you have a lot of people who have bought seats that aren't showing up. A lot of, a lot of tickets on the secondary marketplace. Mm -hmm. Tickets are dirt cheap. Yeah. And I don't know what the answer is other than I don't think Fran connects real well with the student body or the older fans. Okay. And I don't think – I think fans are fed up with not seeing second weekend of March. I know that sounds like – Simplify. Mm -hmm. I don't think the women like Caitlin Clark is incredible, but if she, even with how great oh. she is, if they hadn't made that run last year in March, I, I would almost guess they wouldn't have sold out every game. At, I, even at I home, see. I don't think they would have. I, I do have a question. I mean, it is subjective, but do you think the team is, I mean, as far as selling tickets, I guess, but do you think they're fun to watch? Cause I think they're fun to watch. Uh, I think they're fun to it's, watch. I think. Uh, I, I mean, just subjectively, I mean, it just I tend to enjoy watching them. I mean, their defense isn't always fantastic, but I would yeah. say entertainment-wise, they they're fun to watch. I would say they're fun to watch, but I would also say that uh, it's not fun to watch. No defense, like no. It, yeah, here's another part of this. You know, this this is kind of a crazy statement, but I'll make it because I think there's some truth to it. Yeah. I think there's a lot of carryover fans. Like, there's not a ton of Iowa basketball fans that are not Iowa football fans. Like, Corey, you watch you watch every football game in the fall. Uh, it really varies for me, but I try to. I try okay. to. Well, I think most fans that are there for the Iowa basketball games, they're also huge Iowa football fans. Mm -hmm. I don't think it helps because Iowa fans are so invested in football, and they've seen such a an imbalanced attack for the football team as it relates to offense versus defense for so many years right. that once you get through another football season where your offense is absolutely putrid, you don't want to see that lack of balance on the basketball court. And it's exactly what you have. If you have yeah. literally the opposite of what you have in football, you have offense and no defense. And it's this way year after year. Like I made the comment again today during the game. I can't believe I'm saying this, but they cannot get a stop. And I say that mm -hmm. because I say it every year against the same teams. I was at this game last year and Iowa beat Ohio state. But it yeah. was also a, a barn burner. And you win, mm -hmm. you win. That's great. But had they lost this game, say Tony doesn't come in there and make that play at the end, and somehow yeah. um, that uh, whatever, Akpara kicks the ball out for a three, and they nail a three and win this game, 
we're coming on here talking about how pitiful that defense is, not how yeah. great Tony Perkins was or no. Patrick McCaffrey. So that's the problem. You can win when you win this way. Fans mm-hmm. are happy. The problem is they haven't won yeah. in March, and so there's people the imbalanced attack or unbalanced attack. I think that's that. That's my theory, at least. I say I, I'm so over like the NFL. Uh, me and my friend actually got tickets for next weekend, so we're gonna go to the game and. It, you know, Super Bowl Sunday, will people show up? I still think we'll have a good time, and we're going to make the best of it. But, you know, it was just one of those things I had a question about, you know, right off the bat. And, uh, I mean, would you say that the team is, like, individual, at least players-wise, are making improvements? Because it seems like Tony's getting better every week. Dix is getting better every week. There are key pieces getting better week by week. I think Dix was good. Yeah, I think it's a positive way of looking. I think Dix was playing yeah. really well two weeks ago. I thought that stretch okay. of two or three games where he put up 18 to 20 points, that was his best basketball I've seen him play. He was aggressive, attacked the rim, shooting threes. But he is, <coughs> seems to be a little bit more comfortable pulling from deep. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the more I the, the more I think back to what Gary said the other night on the show about Patrick, yeah, the more I think he's, he's just right. Like, I know a lot of fans mm-hmm. don't want to see Patrick. But he does like there are. He's a skilled kid. Well, and he brings size too that they need sometimes. They need well, they need him in the full court press, but they also need his ability to knock down threes because he can't. He early in the year he was one of their better three point shooters, and right now he's got no confidence. If they're going to do anything in March, they probably need all those guys to hit. So if you're Fran, you can't give up on him. Um, But I do think you're right about Tony. Tony is as assertive as I've ever seen him. He's demanding the ball. I think he needs to demand the ball a little bit more. Yeah. Um, That'd be yeah. my one thing. I think Dix is playing better. I think the freshmen are really struggling right now, all of them. Mm-hmm. I think, I think honestly, the guy who's maybe struggling the least is Logi. And yeah. because Logi's not as dependent on, on scoring. But, uh, you know, Brock only saw two minutes, Price saw four. Again, a bunch of goose right. eggs in the box score. Um, Owen Freeman's going to affect the game, but he just struggles if they had a foul trouble right now. And that's that's a freshman learning experience. Yeah, that's that's growing pains as far as he goes. Absolutely. I mean, you're just going to have to live and die with that, I think. Yep. But, I mean, I think he'll make progress as the thing goes on. And uh, I'll leave with uh, I'll leave with this. Um, I got some beef with Peacock. I got some beef. You got some beef with Peacock. I got some beef with Peacock. I don't like it whatsoever. As somebody that's like, I would say a bit on the nerdy side and likes, you know, that kind of, I mean, hold on a second. Was the game on Peacock tonight? No, it wasn't. I, it was, uh, I think I wanted to watch the women's game last, uh, whatever night that was. Okay. And, uh, I, I just, I, I, I think the quality is awful. I think the layout sucks. I think the options are poor. What's wrong with the quality? Hold on. What's wrong with the, I saw you ripping Peacock the other day in the chat. What's wrong with the quality? <laughs> It's just, I feel like it goes in and out too much. Like it, That's because you, this guy's got janky internet service. I don't. I don't. But I, uh, I, I haven't had any issues with Peacock. I, you sure, hey, I, you I sure the I, dog, you sure the dog's not chewing on cables? <laughs> no, no. I haven't no. had any issues with service going in and out. No, no. I just, I just prefer, like, it's, I don't know if it's an OCD thing or what, but like, I don't, the layout, the options, like, the movies and TVs aren't like, the options aren't good enough for me to like want to buy into it. And I don't care how low the price is. It's just, I don't, I don't know. And then the quality, it feels like it's could be better. You need me, let me ask you this. Do you need me to send you $8 to cover the last two months of the, cause <laughs> no, I'll do it. No, I'll do it. You, no. you get, so I'll send you eight bucks. It's, you know, 
no, no. And uh, I don't know. I just like, and then I, when I tried to cancel it, I think I did it to watch the football game when they played Northwestern because I was like, ah, okay, whatever. I'll give it a shot. They make it so hard to find to cancel it. It's predatory. Yeah, it just it. I'm not a big fan of the whole the way the that whole streaming stuff is going. I think you are. I think I just think you work for Fox or CBS. I think that's what. <laughs> I think that's what you're just trying to sabotage the uh, the, just, uh, the fastest yeah, growing co-op streaming. Yeah, option. yeah. So, no. uh, it is what it is. I mean, you got some yeah. some more women's games on there, um, and uh, Peacock's not going away. So. No, it's not. No, I, I, I'm not saying it's atrocious, but like, just some of their tactics, I think are, I don't know. I, I, I see what they're trying to pull, and uh, I'm not a big fan of it. But I understand it from a business standpoint. It makes total sense. Yeah. But. Well, uh, Corey, appreciate you calling. Um, yeah. Looks like Hawks ready to call it a night. So. Uh, oh yeah, we had a really long day, so he is like done he is ready to be he's hey have you go. have you followed the facebook page and the uh instagram and twitter pages no but i might just go do that right now <laughs> what are you doing what are you doing i, mean, I don't i'm not on facebook a lot i'm not on facebook a lot I'm not it doesn't matter oh my goodness oh my goodness all right appreciate it Corey. always yeah a yeah you have a good one good thank night. you sir is going to rip Peacock and then not follow the Facebook page. Get on that Facebook page, folks, please, and thank you in advance. Uh, all right. Follow me at From the Hawkeye Twitter, Instagram, From the Hawkeye of the Storm on Facebook. And here's what we're going to do uh, before we get to our next segment. Um, real quickly, want to, yes, give a shout out to Tony Perkins, TP, 20.7 boards, four assists. We should have had Frank on this evening. Where's Frank Henderson? Frank, if you're listening, get on this show now. Uh, again, RTI Threads player of the game. And um, also want to thank Iowa Smokehouse. Yes, use the code Hawkeyes at uh, iowasmokehouse.com. Tasting is believing. Get 15% off your total order. And uh, for every $50 order, you'll get absolutely free shipping. Support an Iowa company and get great food and snacks. iowasmokehouse.com. Meat sticks, jerky. All that good stuff. Check it out. iowasmokehouse.com. Well, well, well. Corey had to leave to go shave, and I am his doppelganger back in his place. Please do not click off the show if you haven't already. Um, Corey did come down tonight to uh, attend the game with me, um, and my home base happens to be in Iowa City. So instead of making the two-hour drive back, we decided to – let him come and chill here for post game. Said not right now. So uh, please do not head out if you haven't already. And uh, we will still be here taking calls, taking chats, and talking Iowa hoops for at least the next 30 to 45 minutes. Um, let me get set up here. I need to get my box score in front of me. Um, very interesting night um, in a lot of ways. Very much, I'm sure, is Corey has reiterated a, a do or die um, do or die game tonight for the Hawkeyes as they are really getting towards the meat of the Big Ten season here. Um, getting to that do or die time where if they don't really make a, a push towards the end of the season, they are going to be watching from their couches um, here in March. Um, very, very interesting um, 
interestingly coached game by Fran McCaffrey and the Hawkeyes. Uh, very interesting to see uh, to see Patrick get such long run in the first half and then be put in kind of inexplicably in the second half. He did pay off that that faith by making the four free throws. Patrick actually eight of eight from the line tonight. Uh, very impressive. Tony Perkins also eight of nine. The one he did miss was potentially consequential in the last couple of minutes, but um, did not end up being the difference. Um, sure. A lot of people pointed out as well, the three point attempts very, very low for Iowa tonight and have been recently um, just 10. And that's a trend that they've, they've shown across the year. It hasn't always been that low, um, but middle of the uh, teens, very common for this team. Uh, Peyton Sanford actually took six of the 10 threes. Josh Dix took two more. Tony Perkins won. Patrick McCaffrey won. Um, but nobody else on the team took a single three-point shot. Um, Buckeyes got killed on the offensive glass, it felt like. It actually didn't end up being quite the massacre we thought it would be. Um, Okpara, I'm not, not sure if that's how you say the name. Okpara dominated the Hawkeyes inside. Seven offensive rebounds, which felt like backbreakers every single time. And that final one almost was a backbreaker as he got the rebound with about two seconds left on the missed free throw. Um, so... Good, good survival by the Hawkeyes. Good job to, to make it through this game. Um, they've got a number of winnable games as they come down the stretch here. This Big Ten is not deep. It is not a good conference for what we're used to. Um, playing a road game at Penn State now. They've got five days off before they go to Penn State uh, to play that game. Then they host Minnesota, who's very average. Um, and then they, they play at Maryland. Chance to get some revenge for the home loss uh, that they suffered just a couple weeks ago, or just over a week ago, um, before they host Wisconsin, go to Michigan State, and go to Illinois in a pretty tough three-game stretch. Um, so next three games going to be very important. Need to win at least two of the three, in my opinion, um, in order to feel good about their Big Ten chances. Um, but we'll see this, this, this conference. I think Corey has a little bit uh, – a little bit more confidence in in the Big Ten than I do this year. He he seems to think eleven and nine might uh, might sneak you into the tournament um, with a solid tournament performance. I think I think with the quality of this conference, you got to get in at uh, you got to get twelve and eight um, in conference play to to get in. Especially considering that their only real good um, only real good non conference win is Seton Hall, and that's that's still quad two as far as I'm aware. Uh, so five and six in Big Ten play, if they could win. Two of the next three, that would put them at that seven and seven marker with six games to go. They could go four and two the rest of the way and probably still um, make it. I will say I did I did <laughs> I did listen in for the for the last caller, Corey, and I will say um, if Corey Bradda disagrees, that's fine. Peacock is met, and I'll stand by it as Corey Anderson beautifully says, I could not agree more. All right. Uh, let's go ahead and get to Ryan here. Ryan, how are we doing tonight? How are you doing tonight? I almost called you Corey. I know. Kyle. <laughs> Kyle. A little, little halftime timeout and, uh, and a substitution. <laughs> yeah, it's good to see you, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, here. we're real lucky. Uh, I think Middleton's his name. We're lucky he wasn't playing. Um, yeah. I, I'm, 
what I liked about tonight was uh, he actually showed a little bit of mental toughness at the end. Um, I, I, I was just waiting for us to fold. And, you know, ironically, this morning, I was thinking Connor was one of the stronger mentally tough players we've had over the years. Yeah. And I was saying, ironically, Patrick is one of the weaker mentally tough players we've had over the years. And I, to his credit, he, he proved that statement wrong tonight for sure with his medal at the free throw line showing mental toughness. So good on very, him. Very impressive. And by the way, I am one of those people that, you know, I've kind of been looking at the at the schedule and thinking, man, we've only got – what eight games left or ten games left in Big Ten play? Like we're we're running out of time for Patrick to to get some get some mojo going here. But to Fran's credit, um, that is the kind of moment that could turn his season around. Because I'm not gonna lie, those four free throws and and you don't make four clutch free throws on accident, first of all. But you know, every time he got fouled, he was you know he marched to the free throw line and he was ready to go. Um, and he looked confident. He he actually, I was surprised. He actually looked more confident than uh, Peyton Sanford did when he stepped up. And I know, you know, maybe that's exactly. me being influenced by the fact that Peyton missed one. But Peyton did not look as sturdy at the free throw line as Patrick did, and that that really surprised me. I I agree. Um, I want to get into the schedule in a minute here, but first, uh, if we are going to get to twelve and eight. And I think that's going to be quite the long shot. Yeah. It's, po- it's possible. But if we're going to avoid the NIT or worse, few things have to happen. Number one, we, we got to get consistency out of Ben Cricky. He, he really looked like he was going to be, you know, one of our best players. And he's really fallen off. And... Owen has got to stay out of foul trouble and and be the dominant force underneath that we got to have. Because I think you're getting very quality play from Perkins. You're getting very quality play from Sanford for the most part, especially lately. Uh, Josh Dix has really come on. Now, Dix shot real well today. He really had a whole bunch of zeros everywhere else, no rebounds. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the box score real quick. Yeah, he had one assist, no rebounds, one turnover. But he was 7-10. If you would have told me we would only make three three-pointers tonight, I'd say we're done. And then we shot 55% from the field, only going 3-10 from three. I was very. It was just an odd game like that, a very odd game, yeah. uh, where you didn't get much out of Owen Freeman. Um Laji did give you three offensive rebounds and six total rebounds. I thought he played real well. He's going to be a good one for us uh, one, one, over time. Yeah. Now, we're five and six. You got App State followed by Minnesota at home. Let's call that seven and six. At Maryland. Do we win that one? It's winnable. What do you it's say? It's winnable, but it's... I mean, I'm not. I, I I did not like how they closed that Maryland game out for a number of reasons. Um, it, it's just tough because, I, and I'll I'll say something too that's that's slightly unrelated, but but I, I just feel like watching this team, 
this is the first time that I've felt this way in a couple of years where I've, I really feel like the whole of this Iowa team is not as good as the sum of the parts. I think this is the first year that I felt that way in a, in a few years. You know, it's funny because two or three times earlier this season, before we got into big 10 play with Gary close on, I made that exact comment to Corey. I said, I feel like individually where we have a lot of good individual players, but the whole is not as good as to some of its parts. Yeah. Peyton, I mean, you look at you look down this you look down this this stat sheet like you've got Owen Freeman who is the best freshman in the Big Ten this year, yeah. like undoubtedly. You've got Ben Cricky who's a very solid portal addition. I mean he's he's not a he's not a world beater, but he's he's a solid portal addition, and he comes from a small school, so he has his athletic limitations as a center, and and you have to live with that. But but a fifth year player who has a lot of experience. Yeah, a veteran. You got Peyton Sanford who. Recently, he's been playing the best ball of his career, pretty much. Three-year um, player, and yeah, he's a, he's an experienced player. I mean, he's he's out there. I I don't know how much the TV cameras picked up on this, but this is one of the great things about going to the game is you can see who calls the shots on the team. Yeah. So you've got the coach, obviously, but then you've got coaches on the floor, and and it's it's cool to be there to see. I mean, Peyton Sanford is the coach on the floor for this team by the looks of it, and now he learned from Connor. Yeah. Yes. He inherited from, uh, he inherited that role from Connor, but you know, Peyton's a very solid player. Josh is a nice player. Tony might be, is he second team all big 10 this year? I don't know, but he's certainly, he's certainly an all conference caliber player. And then you look at the bench, you've got Patrick McCaffrey who has really struggled, but should be better than he is at this point. Fifth year player. Yeah. Fifth year player who has, has had some, you know, 15, 20 point big 10 games, You've got Desante Bowen, who was a, a combo, a very nice combo scoring guard in high school. I mean, he just, he just hasn't been given the opportunity, in my opinion. He gets five minutes tonight. Um, and then you've got, you know, you got guys, Lodgy. You've got, I, I by the way, I'll just say this. I'm a lot higher on <laughs> Lodgy Dembele than Corey is. Corey, I, I said, I made the comment tonight at the game that I thought that Lodgy, I said, Lodgy's rough around the edges. But he's got some. He's got some game. I think. I think in three years he'll be. Um, I think he'll be. A, I think he'll be a player for this team. And Corey, <laughs> Corey said, "Yeah, emphasis on the rough around the edges." So, um, but I, I look at this team and they've got. You know, they got two two very solid bona fide players in, in Sanford and Perkins, and they've got a nice slate of complementary pieces. This team should be better than they are, and. They don't. They they just they don't play defense. That's the first issue, and they don't rebound very well because you know you've got Owen and you know I love Owen. I love watching him play. I think he's I think he's got a great future at Iowa. He got pushed around a little bit tonight inside, um, and and Cricky has athletic limitations, so they don't play defense. They don't rebound, and as good as they are offensively, they shot fifty five percent from the floor tonight. They don't shoot a lot of three pointers, so. You know, like tonight, I thought tonight the shot making on the team tonight from you know, like they, they shot the ball fantastic from the mid range from mm-hmm. Dix to Sanford made a couple, Perkins made a few, Peyton made a couple threes. Um, I mean, the, the shot making from mid range was fantastic, but when you don't make eight, nine, ten threes, it's just hard to get to 85, 90 points. It's hard. Like they, they, the, the fact that they even won this game, I mean, they, they, they got out. I know, I know they outshot Ohio State by, by 10 plus percent. Um, or nine percent, but they got outscored by twelve at the three point line. How how many games do you think, looking back, 
has Iowa won getting outscored by 12 at the three-point line? Not very many. And almost happened. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's almost never happened where they've won games getting outscored at all at the three-point line. And Ohio State only took 16 attempts to make seven. They shot the ball really, really well tonight, especially coming out of the gates. I was I was worried coming out of the gates because we know a lot of players like to have career games against Iowa shooting the ball. And they came out and they made their first three or four in a row. But it's it's tough because you've got some of those some of those critical flaws, but at the same time I look up and down the the stat sheet at the box score every night and I think, man. This guy, like Tony's good. Peyton's good. Owen and, and Ben are serviceable down low. Josh is a good two guard to to have to come off the bench or to to be a fringe starter. And then you've got Lodgy and and Patrick and Desante and like they have some players, but it just doesn't feel like it's merged yet. And maybe maybe they'll find it. Maybe that's reason for hope. Maybe that's reason for optimism coming down the stretch. Because if they can put it all together, I think this team can be. A tournament team. I'm not going to go any further than that because I think it's irresponsible to go any further than that when they're 13 and nine. But th- this could be a tournament team. This could be a team that wins 12 Big ten, Big Ten games. I'm just waiting for them to figure it out, and it's it's difficult because you've got a game like that at Maryland. Maryland's five and five in conference play, including the road win over Iowa. You know, Iowa takes care of business in that game. Maryland's a sub 500 Big Ten team, and they're only 12 and nine overall if they lose that game. So Maryland's not very good, but you just they they haven't merged to the point where you can trust them. That's just yeah. That's yeah. And what's hard for me too is just we we got. I think on paper we should be a tournament team on paper, especially in the weakest Big Ten I think we've had in a decade. Yeah, you know this is. Be, we survived Big Tens that were complete juggernauts. They got. Absolutely. 10-11 into the tournament. Go go back and look at the Big Ten Conference and specifically the bigs that were in the conference when Luca Garza was in the conference. Exactly. And Kofi then Coburn. Kofi Coburn. <laughs> you know, Trace Jackson Davis. I know we didn't like him that much, but like there's a thousand Purdue seven footers, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> we 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 don't like playing against Purdue now with just Zach Eady. Go back when Zach Eady was a freshman and a sophomore. And they had uh, they had that guy called Davion Williams mm-hmm. and Travion Williams or Travion Williams. Sorry, not Davion. Travion Williams. Yep. Those two together were scary. Well, and was a the, the late great uh, what was his name? Biggie Swan again, right before him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was like six ten, but I mean, he had a build of a brick, you know, what house? Yeah, <laughs> so, <right. laughs> oh, I, I mean, it was. Uh, I, I I I I think. I think 10 and 10 is about where we're going to end up. Um, but Illinois on the road, Illinois at home with Shannon back, right, wrong, or indifferent. Uh, that's going to be awfully tough. I'll be at the Wisconsin game at home. We always struggle with the Badgers because they play defense. Now, here's a question you may or may not get Who's dead last in the Big Ten in total defense right now? In terms of points given up, man, that's tough. I mean, Iowa's a bad defensive team that also plays fast, so they're gonna. I mean, Iowa's gonna be down towards the bottom. I I don't know. I haven't been able to watch enough Big Ten basketball to be perfectly honest to to put that on somebody else except for maybe Michigan. Michigan's second worst. We're the worst. Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe you don't need to watch a lot of Big Ten. And, and my reason I bring that up is. 
when you do still have the best freshman in the country, notwithstanding, you still have what four or five guys who are very experienced. You would think when you got a senior laden team, you would at least be able to rise into the closer, closer to middle of the pack. Yeah. And when you're still dead last, that that for me is what's just so incredibly frustrating. Yeah. Uh, it, it it comes down to coaching at that point. Yeah. Um, and, and not that I want to see ladder ball. We actually had pretty good defense back in those days, but the end the offense was so terrible. I would just love to see Iowa get to a point where, you know, we can consistently win seventy five to sixty two or something like that. But yeah. that's me. They shouldn't have to score seventy five, eighty points to win every single night. And no, they have to. Though, yeah, it's it in a lot of ways. It's the same problem that plagues the football team, just in reverse. I know we've got over this so many times, but like they don't have to be a good defensive team. They just don't. They have to be serviceable. That's all they have to be. And really tonight, to be honest with you, they didn't even need to play great defense. They just needed to rebound. That's all they needed to do. If they mm-hmm. secured rebounds, and I'd love to – I'm going to go back and look at this box score here because Ohio State had to get 10 points off second-chance points. But it, They beat us 30-28 to 28 total, which was a shock to me because it felt like they out-rebounded no, like us by 10. Like we got crushed. I'd, I'd say the only reason why that, that – that margin wasn't wider because Iowa shot 55% from the field. It yeah. didn't give them as many defensive rebounds, but I mean, they got, uh, I mean, you cannot give up 13 offensive rebounds. Uh, does not say, uh, does not say points, uh, second chance points on the box score that I have. Um, let me see here if I can get an official university box score. I don't know that I'll be able to, um, but it, I mean, it felt like, it felt like they gave up, uh, it felt like they gave up a lot of second chance points off of those thirteen. It means even say they gave up fifty percent shooting on those on those thirteen. You're talking maybe fourteen to sixteen points on second chance points, and then it's not even a game. I mean, if they get if, if Ohio State gets six second chance points or four second chance points in this game, this game's not close. And the, and that's not a good team that we were playing, especially without uh, Middleton. So yeah. No, it's a it's a bad team minus a couple key contributors. It's just no. it's not a good team. And by the way, I don't know if Corey mentioned this. I didn't. I didn't watch every second of the. Uh, I didn't watch every every second of the of the first couple of minutes of the show. There, what on earth has happened to Zed Key? Was he not supposed to be a key contributor for Ohio State like a couple years ago? And he's now a senior, and he he got three minutes. He got three minutes in this bat. That blows my mind. I mean, if I go, I'm going to yeah. go back and pull up his. Uh, his career numbers. Um, He's averaging eight points and five rebounds a season. Yeah, he averaged uh, last even just last year. He was he averaged uh, he averaged eleven and eight last year on right. uh, 11, 11 and eight on fifty five percent shooting in twenty five minutes a night. And he can't even get seventeen minutes a night now. Maybe maybe there's some other circumstances going on that we don't know about. But yeah, it's just hard for me to believe that they're they're struggling as much as they are. And not using a guy like and that, not, and not using a guy like that. I, there's got to be. I actually, I actually was thinking he was out, not playing, or, and then he got into the game, and I'm like, wait a minute, where where is this guy? So yeah, very very surprising, very surprising. Um, well, tomorrow, are you going to be on tomorrow? Um, got an exciting one on prime time tomorrow. 
Yes, uh, Corey will definitely be live. Um, I will see. We'll see if he has uh, a co-host lined up. I usually, I usually try to hop in whenever he doesn't have somebody lined up. That's that's uh, more credible in basketball than I am. But uh, if he if he doesn't have anybody lined up, then I, I will I will try to join him. For well, sure. I hope he doesn't cut himself shaving. He's been working at it for a long time it's been it's been three weeks to a month right oh no i thought you said he just left to go shave yeah yeah well he, he grows <laughs> it back fast it'll, it'll be back by tomorrow sounds good sounds uh, good one more question before you go justin says if that isn't the real Corey bradda do we know if that's the real ryan no no no, no. i change my name every now and then Tomorrow, tomorrow I'll probably call in under an alias. I was gonna say, will you call in tomorrow to verify your identity? Uh, tomorrow, yeah, I might be Vincent tomorrow. <laughs> well, we hope you join us tomorrow. It will be it will be a very exciting game. I'm 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 looking forward to it. I, I mean, the bottom line is the the Iowa women are a fantastic team, and it's always a treat to watch great teams get tested. And that's, I, I, I hope that's what happens. I hope they get tested because I, I want to see what they're made of. So it's, uh, uh, I'm hoping for a blowout because the Iowa women have never won at Maryland. Really? Nope. That'd be hard to, wow. Blew, blew their doors off in Minneapolis in the tournament, but never won at Maryland. So, well, they blew everyone's doors off in Minneapolis, right? At, <laughs> Even even Ohio State, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so, yeah. I was thinking about that Big Ten championship game as we were watching the uh, as we were watching the the game in Columbus there not too long ago. I was thinking, man, how 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 much basketball can change from game to game that we beat this team by thirty five? And there's a couple different players, but for the most part, the same same teams. And then we go to Columbus and lose. Well, both our losses were winnable. At least we got some revenge on Kansas state and we'll have our chance with Ohio state, but uh, you know, it's going to be a big tomorrow. It's on, on the big stage. Gus Johnson will be there doing the game. So I'm, I, I can't wait. I'm excited. Yep. I just never thought I would get more excited about women's basketball than men's basketball, but that's where I'm at right now. I'm a much bigger fan right now. And my parents have been season ticket holders since 1983 of the men so yeah i've been i've been going to carver since i was in like second grade yeah yeah it's 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 incredible the the movement that they've created around that team uh and the momentum that they have as a program is it's it's special and and i'm i'm you know i i kind of let the i i kind of took the luca garza era for granted i was i mean i was very very appreciative of luca he's, he's probably my favorite men's basketball player ever but I, I will say when that era was over, I kind of looked up and went, man, I, I don't really quite understand what I just watched. And I need to, you know, it took me a while to, for it to sink in like, man, this Luca Karsa guy was something else. Like, and I'm, I'm trying really hard to not do that with Caitlin because we are, we are going to look back. I mean, Caitlin Clark is somebody that we're going to tell kids and kids of kids. And, you know, those are, those people are going to hear about Caitlin. Clark. Well, when Megan Gustafson finished with over 2,800, 2,804, yeah, Luca finished at twenty three oh six, and I remember thinking, "Wow, she finished five hundred points more than Luca. Will never get broken in my lifetime." And I mean, it was broken like almost immediately. So, yeah, we'll never see another Caitlin. I mean, that that just isn't happening. My my hope is we have an outstanding recruiting class coming in. It won't be quite so much 
a, a one player show, it'll it'll definitely be a little more balanced. But I think I think this is a program that's going to be great for years to come. Yeah, I I think so too. I, and they've they've shown. I think the thing that they've shown is regardless of whether Caitlin, you know, whether Caitlin's there or not. What they've done is they've uncovered the enthusiasm that Iowa has for women's basketball. And it's not just Iowa, by the way. It's Iowa. It's Drake. It's Iowa State. It's UNI. It's all of them. And the fact that they've been able to kind of put that on full display over the last couple of years, I think, is going to help all four teams recruit in the state mm-hmm. for years to come. And I think that's a really great thing. I mean, they, they can look at uh, they can look at, at this program and, and Carver-Hawkeye for those women's games, and they, they know they're not showing up to, you know, you might show up to a Rutgers women's basketball game and there's a thousand people there. That is not for at least the next five years. Now, if they, if they, if Caitlin leaves and they just fall apart, maybe after a few years, it'll go back to being kind of meh. Cause I, I remember, you know, early 2010s when I started going to games or late two thousands, like it, it was not what it is now. Oh no. But it's going to machine Alexander was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, absolutely. But they, you know, they, 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 it's going to take years to get back to that point. It's going to take years of bad basketball for them to undo what, what's been done. There's going to be three to five years of kind of enthusiasm rollover from Caitlin. And if they continue to get good players and they've, they've got great recruiting classes, they've got multiple four-star players that look very nice. You know, they those players can look at, at that program and they can go, man, you know, we might not be, you know, contending for national championships every year because no one can guarantee that but we're going to have a supportive fan base behind us that knows the game is knowledgeable about the game and appreciates the game. And I, I think that's great. Absolutely. Absolutely. And Kashin even said that the fan base was one of the reasons she came and yeah. that was before yeah. it was anything close to what it is today. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so and it's great to have her uh, and her and other people that we've got lined up to, to contribute on the show, their, their contributions and their time are always very much. Well, I hope, I hope to get to talk to you tomorrow, Kyle. And, uh, hopefully, uh, Corey isn't, uh, in any peril. He's at your house. I assume he just, he, the reason why I took over is because he wanted to do a quick half hour here and then he wanted to hit the road because he's got two and a half hours to go back to Ames. Oh, he's going home. Gotcha. So I just took over to, to let him hit the road. So awesome. Awesome. Well, you have a good evening and thanks for taking my call. Absolutely, sir. We will will talk to you soon. Thanks. Always good to talk to Ryan. Good to have him on. Um, let's go through some comments here. Kind of gotten behind on that. Where is Corey? Well, sports news. I'm I'm sorry you're out of luck tonight. Corey was on for the first thirty to forty five minutes. He did. Uh, he did come to uh, to Iowa City to go to the game tonight. My home base happens to be in Iowa City. I'm very lucky to be a resident of Iowa City, so he came over and set up the show here and got it started. But he wanted to hit the road to get back to Ames, as I said. So uh, he he let me, he kindly let me take over um, and finish up uh, as he as he hits the road. Cyhawk C-Money says, tune into that Caitlin camp. That is going to be very interesting. So in case anybody has not heard, I think it's through, is it through TikTok? Let me, let me just confirm this. Uh, Caitlin cam. I know Fox was debuting it. Yep, streamed live on TikTok throughout the game. Basically, what's going to happen is for the rest or for at least the next couple of games, um, for at least the next couple of games, 
there's going to be a camera following. Uh, there's going to be a camera following Caitlin Clark <laughs> on every offensive possession, um, and then on defense it'll switch to normal coverage. Uh, and when she's on the bench, it'll it'll also be normal coverage. But um, in my opinion, a little bit, <laughs> a little bit obsessive. Um, but I mean, this is the type of thing that you get uh, when you have essentially the female college Michael Jordan on your team, uh, or Steph Curry, or whatever your uh, whatever your comparison. Um, whatever your comparison wants to, to be. Jeffrey says Clark is taking up the Carver oxygen right now. The men are second choice. I couldn't agree more. They, uh, she, <laughs> the gravity that she has in that is in that building in this, uh, in this state right now, um, is, is something special. I mean, it's, it's never going to be recreated. It's, it's something that, uh, it's just so, so special what they have going. Dennis says, Iowa leads the country in assists to turnover ratio. That would indicate they are quite a cohesive team who can play fast, share the ball, and take care of the basketball. Very, very important stat. Uh, something that Connor McCaffrey did very well throughout his career. I believe he had a career assist to turnover ratio of over three, close to three and a half. I could be wrong on that, but that was always something that uh, – that he was very good at and very important for a team in general um, can show a couple of things, obviously that they're, they're taking, taking care of the ball, but also that they're, that they're swinging the ball. I think their ball movement is pretty good right now. I don't think their ball movement's bad at all. Um, the passes out to three point shooters, I think is not wonderful. And it's weird to see um, even, even Peyton's six attempts tonight. Um, very rare that he gets a clean catch and shoot attempt. Um, which is a little bit different than what we're used to seeing. I think a lot of times we're kind of used to seeing somebody pen, uh, dribble, penetrate, and kick out to the to the short corner to the wing um, for more open looks. But it seems like a lot of their their shots are kind of running off screens now, or or off the dribble, or um, etc. Esther said, Kyle, what are your thoughts on the turnover towards the end of the game tonight? Do you think the Hawks need more control of the ball so that doesn't happen? Well. Corey was sitting next to me throughout the game and he made the comment uh, and I couldn't agree more that Tony Perkins is the one that I trust with the, with the basketball in his hands late in the game. Um, and I agree with that. I, I think there are some players on the team I'm a little bit skeptical of in those moments. Certainly Patrick proved that he can step up and hit the free throws tonight. I would say as far as ball handling, I would not put him at the top of my list. Uh, same with Peyton Sanford, actually Peyton's been, a little bit shaky at times. I think Josh Dix, uh, he, he has more to prove, but I think he's, he's a little bit better in those moments from what I've seen. Um, but I think that's, I think that's all about knowing your personnel and knowing, um, knowing who to get the ball to in those moments. And coaching is just such a, such a big part of um, such a big part of those, those moments, drawing up inbounds plays to just get somebody to catch the ball and, and get to the free throw line is, is really, really important in those, in those moments. Ryan, who was just on says, who has NIT fever? Well, let's hope none of us do. Um, I'm afraid that's likely where they're headed. Not for sure yet, but we'll see how they finish the season. Uh, Rick says that was one of the best games Laji has played. I agree. Um, I think Laji has great potential. I think he's, I think he's an athletic player. I think he just needs to, to have some time to develop. All right, before we get to our next caller, do you want to go ahead and promote a couple of things? Support the show by signing up for a free Aura trial at www.aura.com slash Hawkeyes. This is a great way to support the show. It is free. only takes you a couple of minutes, so follow that link. Make sure that when you finish submitting the trial, it'll ask you, where did you hear about us? And you have to, you have to click YouTube, 
and then click from the Hawkeye of the Storm so that they know that we sent you. Um, as you can also see, I am wearing the merch, so check out the merch in the description. I've got a hoodie here, uh, but plenty of different options to choose from, so go ahead and take a look at those um, if you're interested. Also, as Corey has been mentioning, share the show on social media, and also go ahead and drop a follow. Let me see here if I can pull this up as well. Go ahead and follow at, from the Hawkeye on Twitter and Instagram and from the Hawkeye of the Storm on Facebook. If you're interested in finding me as well, um, I am at Kyle Spence Golf on Instagram and YouTube as well. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's go ahead and get Chester into the mix here. How you doing, Chester? What's up? How are we doing tonight? Hey, I just wanted to uh, say that. Uh, did you did you see the Iowa wrestling duel today? I didn't. Um, I've had people updating me on it um, throughout the night through a couple of group chats, um, but I, I've heard good. Th- I've not heard good things. Did they did they officially lose? Yeah, they did. Okay, and that was against Michigan, correct? Yeah, and they got Penn State next. They're not beating Penn State. I don't even think it'll be close. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. Is that that's got to be the first time that they've lost to anybody outside of Penn State in the Big Ten in a long time, right? Yeah, I, I really feel like the reason why they lost is because of all their players being gone. You know, Cassiope and Brands and Ian Assad and um, Kobe Seabrook. I felt losing them really hurts. Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. It's uh, it's just tough to maintain what they've done over the course of the last couple of decades. <laughs> Let's, yeah. Let me just time out one second. <laughs> Corey, Corey says it's Ben, not Chester. <laughs> All right, do we have you under a do we have you under an alias tonight, uh, Ben? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I, the name on my screen is Chester Copperplot. So. What yeah. uh, What did you think of the game tonight, Ben? Uh, I think it was a good game. Uh, you know, Iowa hit some free throws at the end, and you know, it was it was a it was a good game. And you know, I can't I can't wait for the women tomorrow, and hopefully that they can get a good win on the road against Maryland. Yeah, that that'll be a really exciting game. What's uh what's Maryland ranked right now? I think they're 17th maybe. Yeah, 17th. But they I mean they've been they've been a solid program for the last several years and going to College Park is always good when those uh when those teams are good. So yeah, that'll be like I said, it's the women are the women are great. Um, I, yeah, the, it'll be a great chance to see them get tested a little bit hopefully. Yeah, for sure. I just I really felt that I really felt that like you know, the main question for Iowa is, you know, how can they do well on the road for the Iowa women is how can they do well on the road against a good, a good team, you know, a good ranked team in the big 10. And I find that this would be a good, a good test for them. Hopefully that, you know, they can come out with the win and, you know, against Ohio state. I mean, they, they should have won that game, but I mean, yeah. it, it's, it's really going to be a, a, a big test for them for sure. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, some of those, some of those games like the Ohio state game, I mean, they lost to a very good Ohio state team that Ohio yeah. state team's now in the top 10, um, they're probably going to be a top two or three seed. Um, sometimes, you know, I, I used to I used to listen to a lot of stuff about some of the older NFL coaches and NBA coaches, and a lot of times, even like Greg Popovich would say, like, it's really really hard to get your team's attention when you've won ten in a row. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it takes that loss. Not, I mean, you don't ever want to take a loss that's going to kill your season or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, even even if you're even if you're kind of skating by on some bad habits, if you've won ten straight. It's really, really hard to get your team's attention. 
guys, we really need to clean the, the, you know, this, this, and this up. So sometimes those, those, those games as painful as they are, you know, for fans, cause we have such a great women's team that we just expect them to win every game, frankly. Yeah. Sure. Um, as painful as those games are, you know, sometimes they're not the end of the world in the long haul. Yeah. Um, so real quick, what do you, what do you, what are your thoughts on Tim Lester? Well, um, I did, I did a show. Uh, I don't know if you caught it. I did a show right after the announcement. Corey, Corey was emotionally unavailable that night. That's the, that's the story we're going with. Is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> well, that meant that Corey had a lot going on and did not, uh, he was, he didn't have, he didn't have the emotional energy to force a, a three hour show that night. He did, he did go live with, with coach Don Patterson right after, uh, the next night though. Um, I will say I was skeptical at first. Um, the bottom line is that, uh, they can't go any lower than they were. Um, I mean that, yeah, they can't, I mean, they they have to be better. I mean, if they don't, then I mean, you know, if, if the offense is not much different, then it's going to be, it's, it's going to put a microscope on Kirk because at that point you've had your son, you've had a couple other offensive coordinators and now you've had, you know, this guy, Tim Lester, who's been a head coach at Western Michigan for six years and has run his own ship. Yeah, and it would be pretty clear at that point that uh, that um, <laughs> it'd be pretty clear at that point that that he would be controlling the offense to the point of not allowing people to do their jobs, and I think that's problematic. I will yeah. say, I was I was skeptical at first. Mm-hmm. With the the Syracuse numbers are putrid. There's no doubt about it. Um, and the Western Michigan numbers are solid, but they're in the MAC, and that always, you know, makes me a little bit skeptical, just because you don't know how that's gonna how that's gonna transition over. But if you go back and listen to what what Coach Patterson had to say, and I respect what Coach Patterson has to say quite a bit, because obviously he's got 30, 40 years in the of, of industry experience in terms of coaching football. He was able to go back and talk to a former the former coach um, Tim Lester's coach when he was OC. And then um, a couple of other people that had, had had rubbed shoulders with him over the years, and they all said he's a fantastic coach. He's a great coach. The the Syracuse numbers were bad actually one of the years because um, he was down to like his fourth or fifth string quarterback. So yeah, um, and is, is he going to be the quarterback coach or the receivers coach? Or is he it- is going to be the quarterbacks coach. It sounds like John Budmeyer is getting promoted to the wide receivers coach. That is actually the more hire for me because John Budmeyer did not play wide receiver. Yeah. He's never coached wide receivers in his career. So. Yeah, that's what I was hoping to. I, I was I was hoping that uh, Budmeyer would become the offensive coordinator and QB coach because, you know, he, he played quarterback in Wisconsin. I, I just, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know. I make feelings about it. I mean, it's better than Brian Ferentz, but I mean, how, how much better is it though? That's, that, that's the real thing to me. Yeah. It's, and it's going to be tough. I mean, there's, there's, there's a possibility that they, that they get significantly better and they rank 105th in total offense next mm-hmm. year. I mean, that's, that's what people are going to have to, are going to have to realize when they set their expectations for this team next year, because, you know, if they, if they, if they gain a hundred yards of total offense per game next year, that barely gets them in, that gets them in the top 100. It might just crack the top 100 if they get a hundred yards a game. I mean, that's two very solid drives. That's probably 10 points more in terms of total yardage. Um, so, I yeah, I just, I just really felt like, the, like Iowa, like I felt like that if they were to hire somebody like a, like a QB guy instead of hiring like Brian as quarterback coach, I really felt like that, that like they would have more development at quarterback. I mean, because like you know Brian didn't play quarterback and I we played offensive line, so I just feel like like 
with Brian. They should have had him at O line coach in the first place. And because, you know, he's he he played O line at Iowa. And I just feel like that like Iowa should have brought somebody in as a guy who knows how to coach quarterbacks. It, like a Bodemeyer, for example, they should have like brought him in. And I feel like that, I don't know, they, they'd had a little bit better QB development than at them with Brian Ferentz coaching quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I just am never a fan of, I, I think when you can, you always pick somebody that played the position to uh, to to coach the position. I just don't. I, I don't. I don't like this whole idea. I mean, especially with Brian Ferentz. I mean, he was a, he was an old lineman coaching quarterback. Yeah, and that just exactly made, made no sense to me. Yeah, I mean, I like hiring Ferentz, but I just wish that they would put him at the right position. You know, he he played on lines, so you know that's what he played center in Iowa. So I just feel like the like. Yeah. You know, he'd be better at O-line, you know, in tight ends. I'm fine with him being there because, you know, that's an O-lineman. So, I mean, but yeah. yeah and he mean, was Brian. Brian was fine as a position coach, by the way. When he was coaching individual position groups, he was fine. It was, yeah, he got promoted to OC. That was the disaster. Yeah. And I, I wrote like Kevin Johns was, was my main guy besides Budemeyer and Chris, but Chris didn't want to go. So, I, but yeah, I really feel like Iowa missed out. I mean, I feel like Lester's good, but I mean, I, I, I prefer Kevin Johns. I just feel like he's more. Um, I think I think I think he's a better OC. Yeah, I I I think Kevin Johns probably had more uh, in terms of experience backing him up. Um, I will say it, it's interesting that those two were the finalists, considering Kevin Johns runs an air raid and Tim Luster ran a quarterback heavy RPO, and neither of those systems are even remotely close to what Kirk Ferentz ran. So I, I would have been interested to see because I you know I saw the numbers with Kevin Johns. I was hopeful that it would be Kevin Johns. I liked him, um, but I would have found it interesting to see um, what would have happened if it would have been Kevin Johns. Cause he, I mean, he throws it all over the park. I mean, and, and his quarterback development is good, but he throws it all over the park. And I, I, I don't know how that would have worked with Kirk Ferentz, but you know, to be fair, I don't know how the RPO is going to jive with Kirk either. Yeah. Um, I just, yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how Iowa does and uh, what's, what's all this Proctor stuff that's been going on. Yeah, so for for people that didn't hear, uh, we will try and get back to basketball here in a couple minutes because it is is a basketball show. But yeah, um, Proctor uh, was contacted by one of the Iowa assistant coaches. Um, he was he went through a tough stretch at the start of his career at Alabama, um, and basically what happened was an Iowa assistant coach reached out to him and essentially, and I I don't know exactly what the words were, but he essentially sent him a text message and said, "Hey, keep your head up." I know you're struggling, but you'll be fine. Just hang tough. Um, and that didn't come to light until a couple weeks ago when Caden Proctor was actually at Carver Hawkeye and um, said one of the reasons why he ended up choosing Iowa was because that Iowa assistant coach uh, reached out. Circle Kirk says uh, the quote was, keep your head up, buddy. And that I think that is correct. Um, yeah. So he said basically one of the reasons why was because Iowa did not burn the bridge with him when he flipped last second to go to Alabama, which they easily could have, by the way. Um, and they they reached out to him and said, hey, look, you'll be fine. And and again, that message is not that was not targeted uh, to get Caden Proctor back. It was simply encouragement based on the relationship that that assistant coach, who I assume had taken part play or taken part in Proctor's recruitment, um, I assume that relationship led to that message and he was just reaching out as a courtesy because um, it did not seem like it was targeted at, at him coming back. But when Proctor said that a bunch of fans went crazy from other teams, and it kind of, it kind of went around social media. And so Iowa did end up reporting uh, 
self-reporting. It's a it's an NCA level three violation, which for people that don't know, usually does not come with any suspensions or firings or any of that stuff. Basically, comes with a, a big slap on the wrist, and sometimes I believe it comes with re-education. You maybe have to go through some kind of short class on the rules of the NCAA or whatever. Um, but it's a class three violation. It's not gonna it's not gonna impact uh, Proctor's eligibility or 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 that coach's um, that coach's job security. Yeah, one more whoa, one more football thing, real quick. Uh, do you know when Proctor is gonna enroll in Iowa? He has already enrolled. Um, he actually enrolled before he even made his announcement, which was interesting. But uh, one, of the, one of the things that took tipped people off to the fact he was coming to Iowa was <laughs> you could actually look in the student directory and search for his name and his email would come up. So, um, yeah, um, he's yeah. In right now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, it was it was a great game today. You know, I didn't I didn't watch it. You know, I had to work. But um, yeah, it was. Overall, I think it was a great game. I mean, um, I, I really feel like Perkins is taking a big step up for for sure. And you know, for the women, I I really feel like that Gabby too is needs to needs to have some big games. And I I know last year she 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 lit it up, but I just feel like this year she's just she's just having kind of a a down second half. Like like last year she had a good second half, but this year she was just kind of I don't know. She's just kind of struggling with her three point shot. But um, yeah, it was it was a great win. I mean, uh, who hit the free throws at the end? Uh, who hit the free throws at the end? Yeah, of the, game? the two free throws. Yeah, so Patrick hit four free throws, um, and then Tony went one of two, and Peyton went one of two down the stretch. So they went uh, they went a combined six for eight between those three. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll see you later, man. All right, sounds good. Have a good night. You too. Oh, all right. Sorry, that was an accident. Just. Uh, Getting uh, getting switched up here. Uh, let's go. Let's go look at comments real quick. Uh, Circle Herc says, "Kyle, you do a great job. Great addition to the show, and very knowledgeable. Thanks for all you do." Well, Circle Herc, I try. Um, just filling in here for for Corey while he heads on home to uh, to Ames. Circle Herc also also says, "Corey, if you're not going to host the show, then get out of here." The Patients are now are running the asylum now, buddy. <laughs> well, we'll see if uh, we'll see if uh, Corey has anything to say about that. Corey, Corey, do you have anything to say? Oh, I, I didn't know sports news was off. I was just get, getting on to make sure you got sports news out of there. Um, <laughs> real quick, I just want to I didn't mention this earlier, just so everybody's aware. We've got Kashin Alexander on again tomorrow night. So, um, so. Make, make sure we, we get lots of people on tomorrow night for the, the post game for Iowa, Maryland, because Kashin's uh, looking forward to it. And it's obviously a big game, so that's all I got. All right. And what uh, what time is that tip off? Seven p.m. Fox. Seven p.m. 7 PM Central. So about nine nine thirty post game show. Yep, you got it. Okay. All right. Sounds good. You hear? All me? right. Thank you, sir. All right. So yep, that was uh, that was uh, that was Corey. Um, do please do tune in. Um, great to have Kashin come on, um, and, and take her time to, to go on the show. And she's, she's loved her experience so far. So let's continue to give her a good experience, um, and, and show up to support her. Let's get on to Corey, our, our third Corey of the night. How are you doing, Corey? Doing great. I'm a little tired. (laughs) Me me too, man. I, we went to the game and I'm, (laughs) I'm about done. I I watched the game, <clears throat> excuse me, and then I I was screaming in the basement by myself because 
was watching wrestling and it was killing me to watch yeah. what happened in Ann Arbor. I live in Michigan and uh, that was brutal tonight. But um, really proud of that basketball team. I thought they were going to lay down at the end and, and give it away. And they hung tough um, and they, they got it done. And I just, you know, Tony Perkins is becoming that uh, rock solid guard. He's what I consider a tournament point guard. Um, when you're in an NCAA tournament and everybody's locking everybody down, you got to have a strong guard that can take you, that can get a bucket at the end of the game, that can uh, create, get fouled, go to the line and make his free throws. And he's that guy. I mean, he feels, I haven't felt this way, this strongly about our point guard or, you know, our uh, crunch time guard since um, probably the days of Andre Woolridge. Um, <clears throat> BJ Armstrong is a bit of a stretch, but <clears throat> excuse me, uh, Val Barnes. Um, the one thing that's really disappointing, though, is this team's got to learn to get some rebounds. I mean, to sit here and give up really? this many offensive rebounds, my life expectancy shortened by at least a half a day from those offensive boards we gave up tonight. I, I was dying. I mean, it's so hard to watch because um, the team – the opponent has so much hope because they're not going to hesitate to put the ball up because they know they're going to get the rebound. It just gives them another sense of confidence um, that it's that you feel like you have the green light um, because it's not a big deal. It's not like a turnover. It's not like you're going to lose possession. You know, your guys are going to get the board and we cannot afford our opponent's that confidence and that 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 luxury um but that said you know this team we've got our guard and we've got some role players we've got that uh that shooting guard in peyton sanford or Dix um that can they can hit the jumper and and you know open up the the open up the middle uh, to allow for uh, Owen or you know, the only thing is, you know, we got we got our Valpo transfer that was off to a, I'm at a loss for his last name. Cricky. Cricky. Thank you. I was going to say Kickert. I'm glad <laughs> I didn't. I'm glad I didn't say that. Anyway, shame on me. But um, we 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 can't have him slumping. In, in crunch time, to me, if Cricky can get his shot back, get a little bit of confidence back, um, you got Tony, he's rock solid, and, and you get either Dix or Sanford that can hit the jumpers and maybe some threes, and you keep Owen out of foul trouble. If this team can... You know, I know the sh regular season's running out, but if they could make a little bit of a run in the Big Ten tournament, 
I mean, don't you think they could paint themselves enough of a, a resume to um, get consideration for the tournament? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I first of all, I, I said this earlier when we were on with uh, with Ryan, the pieces are there. I mean, this team, I've, I've felt like for the last couple of weeks, this team is not as good as the sum of the parts. You look down, up and down this roster, Tony Perkins and Peyton Sanford are a good one-two punch on offense. They just are. And I completely agree with you on Tony. He is a tournament guard and a tournament player and a big moment player just in general. When those two go one-two, one your turn, my turn, or kind of 1A, 1B, as long as I, I now I, I will say I prefer the ball in Tony's hands with him making the decisions because I think he's rock solid right now making decisions. But those two are a great one-two punch, and they can they can go for they could go for forty. I mean they against Michigan I don't know what the final total was, but they had to go for at least 40, 45 points, and that was that was basically the ball game between those two. And Freeman's foul trouble is an issue for this team because you know then you're left with Cricky who's not super athletic, and then the next center on the roster is Evan bronze and he's getting, you know, he's getting five minutes a night maximum. Uh, so he's just, I mean, they, they don't have a third center that's in, in consistent rotation. Um, so, I mean, the pieces are all there and they do have, I mean, Tony can, Tony can take the bull by the horns and say, come on guys, follow me. And I think those guys will follow him. It's just tough because of the rebounding, like you said. It's you cannot give those, you cannot give that many offensive rebounds up and expect to win a lot of games. And they they got away with it tonight. But man, off of offensive rebounds, you get two things: you get putback layups and you get wide open threes. <laughs> That's what you get off of offensive rebounds. It's just what happens. So, and, and they were playing. To me, they've been playing better defense. Yes. Yes. Uh, they've really been working. And I mean, I've always accused them of being lazy on defense. And when I'm down in the basement screaming at them, it's because of their defensive effort. I mean, you can't fault a team for not being on with their shots. Um, yeah. But, but there's no excuse for not playing hard, good, tough defense. They did that. But then all for naught. And, and Ohio State gets you know another offensive rebound. It was I, I was dying for them because they worked so hard on defense tonight. I just um, I think there's hope. I think that there is. You know, they've got they've they've really got to get the most they can get out of these next three because yeah. you know beyond that and then get into the tournament and. You know, if they can, I mean, they have to look at it as opportunity. They have to, they have to see, you know, that Michigan State, Illinois, uh, one of those games. If they can, you know, throw a, throw a, take a big shot at one of those teams and pull something off and get a, a quad one out of that, and then uh, make a little run in the Big Ten tournament, maybe. I just, it's such a shame if they don't get into the tournament because this team, like you said, they have the pieces. They just got to put it together. And I also picture P Mac on his little, you know, his little eight, 10 foot runners going into the lane um, and his defense and, and their press. Um, and then lastly is their free throw shooting. They're such a great free throw shooting team. 
they would be lethal in the tournament in a close game. That's Absolutely. what won it for them tonight, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, but I just, I, I wanted to call in. I've really been active on Twitter referencing Saucy T, uh, <laughs> Tony Perkins, because um, we've really been starving for a point guard that I consider a an NCAA tournament point guard. And Tony Perkins has worked his butt off and he has put, become just that. Yeah. And I, I solely wanted to call into the show. I hope this gets back to Tony Perkins, but I mean, I think I'm not alone. There's a lot of Hawkeye fans that get tired of watching us play whether it was a Seton Hall or a, you know, one of those old Big East teams, and they always have those good guards, um, that always seem to in 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 a Michigan State or someone with those strong guards that always kill us. Yeah, and and we don't have that answer in the tournaments. In the, you know, we get into these tournaments, and there's always some strong guard that kills us, and we have that piece. And, and we have the other pieces. It's time for these guys to assume their roles and perform their roles. If they do it, this team, if they can get into the tournament, I think they could be a dangerous team to play. But, yeah. but it's, you know, again, for a bulk majority of the season, they've been, uh, their sum has been less, than the individual parts. And uh, for whatever reason, the synergism hasn't kicked in yet. And I'm hoping, you know, I think you referenced it, PMAC, watching the ball go through the hole in crunch time, hitting those free throws. Uh, Tony's well on his way. Dix is really coming into his own. And, yeah, yes. you know, yeah. And, and Owen has got it. He just got to stay out of foul trouble. I mean, and again, then it's Cricky. I think you got to see Cricky coming in, and Cricky's got to start getting that 12 foot jumper back to where he owns it. A word, a word on Cricky, too, by the way. Cricky had six straight, uh, or wait, seven straight double digit performances, and actually eight out of nine to open up Big Ten play. He's now. Five or four games in a row of single digits, including two points against Indiana, seven against Michigan, and eight and nine against Ohio State and Purdue. All of those games, he's been under 50% shooting. So he is really, really struggling after a really, really strong start to the season, considering the adjustment that he that he had to make coming from Valpo. Yeah, and it just seems like, you know, that's his game is that eight, 10, 12 footer. He's not as effective weight down low banging with the big boys owen yeah. owen can he can do it i mean yeah he doesn't get rejected he he's i mean he's our guy down low and cricky's that you know 8 10 12 foot but i mean they all they all have a role they can fulfill it's time for them to you know it's like watching these wrestling uh duels and and you know the the commentators like what's your go-to okay what what's your go-to move it's time to time to take your go-to move okay cricky 
Your you go-to move is your 8, 12, 8, 10, 12 footer. That can be the beauty of, you know, some teams, they have lots of great players that can do lots of great things, but sometimes in March and even in the NBA too, we see this a lot where you have teams that have one or two great players and a bunch of specialists. And, you know, Kyle Korver comes in the game and he knows my job is to run off screens, catch and shoot. And that's it. You know, that's what the the Kyle Korvers and the JJ Reddicks did. The Dennis Rodmans way back in the nineties for the bulls. He came in the game for energy defense and rebounding. And that was it. And he didn't try to be anything that he wasn't. I think, I, I think that's a good, I think it's a good point that Peyton and Tony can be the kind of do it all guys on offense and let the rest of the guys do their thing, but have Fran tell them like, Hey, Owen, give us energy, fight on the glass as hard as you can and play with authority inside and finish with authority inside, but don't try to be anything that you're not. Same with Cricky. get comfortable with that 10 to 15 foot jump shot. Josh, you're Josh is a great catch and shoot shooter. He could take a couple dribbles into a shot, but when he comes on the floor, let him fly, like be you. And same thing when any of the bench guys come in the game. And I think they follow that blueprint and they can be, they can be successful. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's, we're at that stage where people are feeling the, the, the ceiling is, is, is settling down on us and the, the walls are caving inward. Um, I think that you can't, you can't feel that because, um, you know, to me, this team has not peaked yet. And no, they haven't, not at they, all. It's as opposed to other teams that have peaked early. This team has not really peaked because not every one of its role players was always playing its best all in unison. There's always been one guy this year that's been a little bit off. And so and, and we could just we could just point this out too, by the way, that this this team has had stuff going on off the basketball court. I mean, they they talked about right at the beginning of the Big Ten season when they lost at home to Michigan, Peyton Sanford came out and said, and he didn't give any specifics, but he said, This team's going through some stuff off the court. Then Tony Perkins had his had a had a grandparent die. I can't remember if it was was it his grandmother died and then uh, Peyton and Price's grandmother also passed away. I mean, and and who knows what Patrick's dealing with too. We had a comment. I'm going to just read this and then I'll, I'll probably have to let you go. But um, Circle Herc said, on a serious note, PMAC hitting those clutch free throws with the anxiety he suffers from is huge. It's okay to criticize a player when it's justified, but a huge attaboy is deserved. Respect. I could not agree more with that, with that sentiment. You do not know, and I don't know, and anybody else has no idea when Patrick McCaffrey steps up to the free throw line late in the game what's going through his head because you know he had his he had his battle last year he's had he's had to fight through a lot of things in his life and you I mean you just don't know what these guys I mean they're all college kids I'm I'm slightly older than they are but I'm not much older than they are and and I know you know from my own experience like it's not easy to be a college athlete and and these guys have had so much going on and and you don't know when if that stuff alleviates a little bit you know you get more distance between you know between now and, 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 you know, Peyton and Price's grand grandmother passing. And, you know, you get that little bit of time and space from those, from those tragedies. And, and who knows, maybe they, I mean, they've got nine games left and then the big 10 tournament, in my opinion, they have to win 14 big 10 games, including the tournament to get to, to get to the NCAA tournament. 
Um, maybe 13 gets them in if they win, for example, 11 regular season games and two Big Ten tournament games or 12 and one uh, Big Ten tournament game. That might get them in. I think 14 guarantees a spot. But this team's got to go out and earn it because, you know, they dug themselves a hole. They lost to Maryland at home. They lost to Michigan at home. Those are two tough losses, and they weren't. They haven't been able to pull off that big road win yet against a against a top team. So they they've got to they've got to look at each other and go, man, nine games left plus the tournament. Let's go get this because it's it's going to get to a point here in a week or two where if they, especially these next three games, you're absolutely right. They need to run. They need to win at least two of these three games, if not all three. And if they don't do that, then they're either going to have to pull off a whole ton of upsets, or it's going to be they're going to have to call it a season. But this team, in my opinion, is in a position similar to a lot of Tom Izzo's Michigan State teams where they look like, man, they're not even going to make it into yeah. the tournament. Yeah, and, he had a lot and, of teams that made late pushes. Yeah, and uh, so it's it's there for the taking. It's not over. And I hope that these guys sense the opportunity. But I think the most promising thing, again, and I'm – beating a dead horse because I just love it is we have a, an ends, a bona fide legit NCAA point guard in Tony Perkins, get that man into the tournament so he can do his work because Absolutely. we've been missing that. And, yeah. and uh, I'll tell you what, <laughs> watching Iowa have an NCAA tournament caliber guard is like watching Iowa football have a mobile quarterback. <laughs> it doesn't not, happen very often. Doesn't happen very often. But when you watch that one drive of Marco Linez, didn't you say to yourself, man, it's been a long time since I watched this, right? Yeah, yeah. And not to switch subjects, but the whole Lester hire, I like it a lot. I I I I watched a couple hours of offensive sets of of uh mostly western Michigan stuff and um but I like his um, his misdirection where he'll zone block the, an entire line, say left, and then he'll pitch it right on a misdirection. And I see a guy like Caleb, excuse me, Caleb Johnson running running uh, all the way into the end zone and into the stands. I mean, yeah. he's uh, Caleb Johnson is built for for that. Um, that type of play. And then the RPO, I mean, that's about as fancy as I think Kirk will let it get. But I, if he lets it go there, and I, I mean, I'm going to go with whatever KF decides. I, I've always got his back. So much respect for Kirk Ferentz. But um, if he lets that RPO thing go, and you maybe not with Cade the first year, but what what if they have passing packages for Cade and and RPO oh. packages for Marco? And I'll tell you what I want to see. I want to see either Caleb Johnson or I want to see Caleb Brown. I want to see Jazz Patterson get involved with that. You know, provided all three of those running backs stay and Lashawn Williams as well. I think those those three players particularly because of the speed that you need for the RPO, Jazz, Lashawn, and Caleb. I think those three with Marco and, and potentially even Resar in a couple of years when he comes in, those guys could do damage. And there's just so much more uh, to pay attention to as a linebacker and as a safety uh, puts a lot more pressure on defenses and creates a lot more opportunity for our tight ends. I mean, 
look at how great of tight ends we've had with vanilla offenses. Just wait when when uh, linebackers and and whatever whatever DBs are trying to cover them got to start paying attention to that RPO action back Absolutely. there. Absolutely. I mean, you, you go back to, to 2022 and look at Sam Laporta, watch tape on Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta's got a linebacker one-on-one with him and a safety watching him over the top every single play. Every single play. He's got a he's got a linebacker all over him, and he's got somebody watching him to clobber him over the top if they try and lob some weak pass up over his head. You just wait until they have to pay attention to a running back or two, a wide receiver or two, you know, maybe an underneath slant route or something. That things that just were not even threats whenever whenever Brian was was the OC. Um, I got to let you go, Corey. But it was very good to talk to you. And uh, yeah, absolutely, I hope to hope to see you tomorrow night after after the women's game. All right, uh, share with Corey. That I'm severely disappointed. He's not pulling off a four-hour show. I mean, that was the standard. He established that. And as Hawkeye fans, we expect that now. <laughs> we need it. It's our therapy session, right? Well, yeah. I mean, if he does four hours and then he drives back to Ames, it puts him home by daybreak. I mean, <laughs> yeah. what's, what's wrong with that? He'll be he'll see nice. the sunrise. Yeah, Corey, Corey's not as much of a spring chicken as he used to be. <laughs> he's gotta he's gotta get his beauty sleep in. Yep. Okay. Go Hawks. Yep. Great Go job. Hawks, indeed. Right. Yep. Thank you. All right. Good to talk to Corey, our third Corey of the night. Circle Herc says Kyle gets bumped by Kashin. I do tomorrow night. I am not filling in if Kashin is there. I will let Corey and Kashin do their thing. I will be back as soon as I can be back, though. I, I do enjoy doing this. It's uh, it's very good fun, especially uh, especially having you all uh, having you all join me. Is Corey eating ice cream in a fetal position again? No, he isn't. Uh, that was how he was feeling whenever the the Lester hire occurred. But uh, Coach Patterson did talk him off the ledge on that one. So he is not. He's. Uh, I'm sure he's arriving back in Ames um here in the next hour or so or 45 minutes so um but no he's not not tonight not eating ice cream in fetal position tonight jeffrey says this team barring injury is going to go on a run in february i don't disagree i think i think this team puts it together and uh and they can absolutely uh they can absolutely make a run there there's no doubt about it this this team has the pieces and this is not, this Big Ten is not that good. It's just not. It's not that good of a conference. I mean, even even looking down the stretch here, I mean, they've got two games at Illinois. One game is at home. Any Big Ten home game, you are you are you've got a shot to win. Um, and they they've got games against uh, Minnesota at home. They've got Penn State on the road. Penn State's not very good. Maryland on the road again, chance to avenge that loss. Wisconsin at home. Wisconsin just lost to Nebraska on the road. Anything's possible there still on the road at Michigan State. Again, Michigan State has looked up and down at times this season. Then they play on the road in Champaign. They host Penn State. They go to a pretty solid Northwestern team, and then they host Illinois to finish up. But out of those games, they've got at least six or five games that they are very much in to win. Um, And if they could pull off five or six wins down the stretch here, I think they will. They will find themselves in a good spot um, to make uh, to make the NCAA tournament. All right, um, we will be taking another call here shortly. Just want to just want to remind everybody again to go ahead and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and also on Facebook from the Hawkeye on Twitter and Instagram. 
and from the Hawkeye of the Storm on Facebook. If you are interested in finding me, I am Kyle Spence Golf on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, but mostly Instagram and YouTube these days. Kyle Spence Golf, uh, all one word on Instagram um, and three words on YouTube. Uh, also, if you do want to support the show, great way to do that is to go ahead and sign up for a free Aura trial using the link www.aura.com slash Hawkeyes. When you go and fill that uh, free trial out, it does take a couple of minutes, but when you get to the end of it, do go ahead and let them know that you're from YouTube and from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Uh, let them know that we sent you so that uh, they will continue to support the channel through that uh, through that through that deal. Um, also, check out the merch. I am wearing the merch right now. Um, very, very comfortable hoodies, lots of different options. Uh, I know there's mugs and cups on there as well, a bunch of different stuff. So go ahead and check that out. Smash the like button and subscribe if you haven't already. Did just pass Corey did just pass 7,000 subscribers here recently. So uh, continuing to grow the uh, to grow the channel um, as much as we can, especially leading up to next football season with the new OC and everything. I am sure that that will be very exciting. All right, let's get to Tom here. Um, we are live for almost two hours. Hope you haven't been waiting too long, Tom. No, you're fine, Kyle. How are you doing tonight? What did you think of well, the game? Well, we got to win. Can't complain, can we? No, I I didn't, thought it was not a choke at the end. They didn't. They finished the game much better than they finished the, uh, right. the Michigan and the Maryland games. So I was at the Maryland game as well as the Ohio State game tonight, and I can tell you the execution and the coaching down the stretch of that Maryland loss was not pretty. So now listening to you here, the last caller, we're, we're going to make the Sweet 16. <laughs> he was optimistic, wasn't he? I like it. Would you put that on this team? I mean, really? And being well, realistic. The, I mean, I'm not hacking. I mean, you know, I, I have always said good. I have always said the last couple of weeks they because people I've heard a few people say what Corey said about this team potentially being able to make a run in March. I think the point about Tony Perkins is valid. He is an NCAA tournament card. The position yep. that they're in, though, they need to make the tournament first before we talk about anything. Because this is not a team that is I, I think you you know, if you were to play the rest of the season out a hundred times, they might make the tournament. 35, 40 times. So they've got to make the tournament first. Well, the tough thing is, is those games you talk about are 50-50 games. Yeah, exactly. Right? So they, you could lose all of them. You could is, win all so of then them. if you don't beat Wisconsin, you don't beat Illinois, your 50-50 games, if that's what you end up, you're not going to make it. You see what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they if they if And this has been their problem is they've dropped two of those home games um, that they right. that they were not supposed to drop, and they did not pick up the Purdue. Well, game. and even the Wisconsin game was winnable. Yeah, yeah, if even the Wisconsin back, game was winnable. Yeah, if they, if they shot them all a little bit better in that game, they they got half a chance yeah. on the road. No, I mean this to me. I the team is better than I thought it would be at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I thought it'd be a lot uglier than what it is. Yeah, I, I wasn't super optimistic about this team either. Now, granted, we didn't know no. – I didn't really know if Ben Cricky would transfer to the Big Ten and, and play well. So that, I guess that was kind of an unknown. But, um, yeah, I was certainly – not having one of the Murray Twins or a Luca Garza or any of those guys, it, there was no – it didn't look like there was a top 
a top dog. They're stepping up. I mean, they're they're playing better. Um, and maybe February will be good. You know. Yeah. We can only find out. One one thing that I've that I pointed out to Corey tonight um, that I thought was interesting. If you if you watch that Indiana game right from jump, Indiana came out and they hit Iowa in the mouth right away at home. There was energy oh. in that building. That building seemed like it was ready to blow the roof off. And they came out with more energy than Iowa and more authority than Iowa. And they Iowa played a really good game from about two-thirds of the way through that first half all the way until the end where they didn't execute very well. But there was about – there's a good 20 minutes in the middle of that game that Iowa won by maybe 15 points. And because of that hot start, Indiana was able to hold on to a win. But I just have not – I haven't seen this yeah. Iowa team come out – and hit anybody in the mouth and go on a big run like that. That's that's what I'm waiting for right now. That's kind of the problems in 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 their losses. They haven't played a whole game. Yeah. I mean, we look back at some games they played a good second and third quarter, but they didn't play a good first and fourth quarter. Do you understand? Yeah. I mean, yeah. that they, they got to put together a full game. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those those especially especially those two bad losses. I mean, they got they got destroyed down the stretch of that uh, that Maryland game. They gave up fifty five in the second half against Michigan. I mean, you just can't you just can't do that. I mean, they lost that that second half by eight or ten points, basically on the fact that the, that Michigan just got whatever they wanted. So you're gonna have to take Corey's spot now. <laughs> you think Maryland so? Game, he was, bit, yeah. He, in the Maryland game and the post game show, he's a little bit disappointed with Fran that Fran kind of lost that game in the end. I mean, I, I I don't totally disagree. I think that at the end of the day, I think there's a lot that goes on the players in terms of execution. Um, but there were, I mean, some of the some of the play calls in that game were were a little bit. I don't know. They were they were interesting. They weren't they weren't like Fran. When when you start struggling and can't get five thousand people, yeah, in Carver Hawkeye Arena, yeah. The last time that happened. Coach went. That's true. I mean, you know, I know they announced the attendance around ten, but I'm sure there wasn't that many there. Yeah, it it felt like uh, the first half. It was, I would say, it was very quiet in the first half. It was not. And and I will say, it is. It's terrible to have a ball game on a Friday night. Do you understand? I mean, you take out the whole high school basketball ball world of going to that ball game. Yeah, yeah, that's huge in the state of Iowa. It's tough because they've got it. You're right. It absolutely is big. High, high school basketball is important, but um, I mean, you've got, you've got high school basketball to worry about. You've got uh, the women to worry about as well, because I'll be honest, like if you, if you had to choose right now between going to a men's game for 15 bucks and sitting on your couch and watching the women on the same night, a lot of people right now are picking the women. <laughs> like they just are. And, and, and that's a sad thing. And the other thing I'll say about that too, is I think that's an interesting point about the coach um, because a lot of, like we've talked about with the offensive coordinator uh, with Brian Ferentz and Tim Lester coming in now, you know, one of the things that gives Kirk Ferentz such immunity to go through, you know, his son being OC for six years and completely falling on his face the last three years before replacing him with Tim Lester. The thing that got him through that period is, Iowa football was sold out <laughs> every single week right. of every single year. 
And if that wasn't present, I wonder what the pressure from administration would have looked like. I, I, I feel like, yes, the administration, worse. exactly. The, the administration wants to put yeah. the best product out on the field, but until it, until it really hits their bottom line, you know, do they really, really push it? I don't know. You know, and so maybe, maybe if, well, uh, maybe if it starts affecting the bottom line of men's basketball, maybe they'll start to push some things with Fran as well. Growing up in the 80s and 90s, I never dreamed that when Todd Licklider there was there, we'd have 5,000 people at Carver Hawkeye Arena. Yeah. You and it's, it's, it's not, it's, by the way, it's not allowed by, I mean, tonight it was, I'd say tonight it was, it looked like it was eight or 9,000, but it, like the first well, half, they announced it, it was a little over 10. Yeah. It, it was, I don't think it that's, was over 10. That's what they announced that. It was, uh, but, but again, the first, the first half was like, I mean, I, 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 played collegiate golf and I played golf tournaments all my life. It sounded like a golf tournament the first in the first half. <laughs> it sounded like a golf tournament. Now I will give the fans credit that showed up. They made it good in the second half. They were loud in the second half, but they, I wouldn't say the fans contributed until then. Well, my, my prediction is, is where Jack goes is where Fran's going to go. That's my prediction. Yeah. And That's where I, I haven't checked in on Jack's recruitment. Is he, is he, no, I haven't either. Have a team? Let me see. I know he was down to, to six or seven. Uh, he had listed six but, or seven teams, but so he's got one more year in high school, right? He's just he a junior. Yep, he's a. Yeah, well, so. I think. I think. Uh, no. Uh, two four seven says he's a senior. Um, okay. He's got, uh, so this might be it. Yeah, this, this might it, be it. You never know. I mean, with Patrick, Train uh, has a hard time of recruiting at Iowa, and I'm not saying the next guy will be any better. You yeah, know, but he's yeah. he's had a he's had a tough time getting what he needs. Isn't it interesting, like to see the enthusiasm around women's basketball and think, man, like if I could create a good program at Iowa, maybe I mean, maybe maybe a coach could harness that. It's it, it is weird to see like fifteen thousand people cramming into Carver Hawkeye Arena every single night for the women and thinking that that couldn't happen for the men. Well, you, tonight I had a job to do. It was either do it tonight or tomorrow night. Yeah. So I listened to the ball game tonight. <laughs> there you go. Tomorrow night. Well, you, you, you right? made the choice. You made the choice that a lot of fans did. You picked the women yeah. over the men, right? And and so I actually watched Northwestern play this week. You know, I I don't mind watching Northwestern play. You know, I mean it's a good product. Yeah, uh, yeah. But I, uh, I think they're a fun basketball yeah. team to watch. They've got some good guards. They've got some good defense. They've got. Uh, they've got, they, I mean, their arena is not super big, but it's, they, they fill it every time and it's a great environment. Those, those small gyms can be really good when they, when they fill them. Now I did watch last week. I watched, uh, I wanted to watch that uh, on the girl's side, Wisconsin, that Williams for Wisconsin. Yeah. She's pretty good. So I watched them in Minnesota play and boy, that's a lot different than watching Iowa and Ohio state play. A little bit of a, a different game, a different different paced ball game, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> got, it just the got, quality was just not there on either end, you know. Yeah, some of some of those it games was, when they're when they're played below when they're played uh, slow tempo, they can feel like meat grinding games, and then you turn on to Iowa and it's a track meet. Yeah, and before I get off here, I'm not a big Peacock fan either. <laughs> I am. I, I, I I'm or, not here or, to complain about it, but. I'm yeah. not a big Peacock fan. Um, I don't. I have not loved the commentators that they put forth. I don't. I don't hate the broadcast. I don't love the broadcast either, but I don't hate it. I. I. It just irritates me when I don't. I mean, and, and granted, it is my fault. But when I don't have the foresight to to look ahead to see if the game's on Peacock, and I try and put it on, and it's on Peacock, then I just kick myself because I'm like, man, now, I can't watch the game. 
when you talked about the Caitlin cam tomorrow night, I'm not yeah. really excited about that. <laughs> it's a little, little over excessive, isn't it? I do get really sick and tired. Of all they want to talk about is Caitlin. Do you understand? I mean, I understand it, but uh, yeah, that's that's all you see. And I like you know some of the other players get a little, little bit of exposure, but it is what it is. I, I get it. So yeah. I mean, well, good you're on tonight. Yeah, yeah. We'll be so, on tomorrow night. Yep. I Catch will, you later. We will enjoy. Uh, we will enjoy Kashin and Corey tomorrow for sure. Yeah. All right. Have a good night. All right. Thanks. Good to talk to Tom. Um, let me go back here. I had a comment I had to read. <laughs> Corey is in the chat. He just he just keeps popping in. You know, once every every five or ten minutes to remind me how to do uh, how to do my job substituting for him. He says thanks for calling our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. Correct. I need to remember to do that. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. I'm a rookie. We will get there. Um, please don't kick me off. Uh, but indeed, thanks for calling our Iowa Smokehouse call in line. Appreciate Iowa Smokehouse sponsoring the show, uh, as always. Cyhawk C Money says I agree with I agree with Tom. Thumbs down for Peacock. It seems to be a general consensus until they get established um, that they uh, seems to be a general consensus until they get established that they that they that people are not huge fans of Peacock. We'll see we'll see if they can they can establish themselves before next football season though. That'll be that'll be interesting to see how that goes because it always takes time um to to get that established john says carver hawkeye needs a remodel job for acoustics or the university needs to get a new arena with better acoustics built i did see um i did see the uh somebody did a, a 3d rendering on ai of a of a old capital mall replacement arena that was a little bit smaller but I think that would be interesting, but yes, they do. The first thing they need to do is they need to figure out the students because the fact that I mean, the student section tonight again is just they, there's just no engagement with the student body, um, no engagement with the student body whatsoever. And and I'll they, you know some of it is probably where they're seated, but they they just need to figure out a way to get butts and seats. I don't care if they have to give away free tickets and and incentivize, um, and incentivize people to to go to games. They need to get butts and seats because that's you know I talk about the Carver Hawkeye sounding like a golf tournament. It's the the enthusiasm really starts with the students. That's where I mean you go to you go to Illinois or you go to Purdue or you know State Farm Arena and Mackey and and any of the other great venues in the Big Ten. And it starts with the students in terms of energy. Um, and if they if they don't if they don't bring it night in night out then it's really tough for, for your, for your arena to, to provide you some kind of competitive advantage, um, at home. Kathy says really liking Dembele. I am too. Um, I think he's, again, I've said this before, he's, he is rough around the edges. Um, but I believe he will be a player down the stretch. Um, do you want to give one more shout out to aura? Go ahead and support the show if you don't mind by signing up for a free Aura trial at that link. And when you finish up, it does take a couple of minutes, but do let them know that YouTube and from the Hawkeye of the Storm sent you. Um, so they will continue to support the show. Check out the merch. Again, I wore it to the arena tonight, wearing it on the show. Do check out the merch. Great way to support the show and to also let people know um, that you're a fan. Drop a subscription if you haven't already. Hit the like button. 
and follow us on all social media from the Hawkeye of the Storm on Facebook, from the Hawkeye on Twitter and Instagram. If you're interested, I know we had a comment here. Circle Herc says, Kyle, do you have any socials? Twitter, perhaps? I do use Twitter uh, as a means of communication with Corey uh, and for keeping up with Iowa Twitter. I don't really use Twitter to tweet out or anything. If you do want to find me, YouTube, Kyle Spence Golf, and Instagram, Kyle Spence Golf as well. Those are the two best places to find me. There's a lot of golf stuff on there. So if that's not your thing, no problem. But uh, that's where I'm at these days. Um, let's go ahead here and see if we have anything else that we need to catch up on before we wrap up here. Corey says, doing a great job. Thank you, Corey. Um, please don't take me off the air too soon. Ryan says, texting and driving is illegal. Corey is not texting and driving. He does have a good friend with him, so I'm sure that the, he is driving and Corey is sitting in the passenger seat uh, calling balls and strikes on my performance tonight. <laughs> South Bend says, South Bend Hawkeye says, Kyle, are you a Kirk Ferentz supporter? I am a Kirk Ferentz supporter. I'm not a Kirk Ferentz uh, ride or die to the point where I would, you know, whatever Kirk does, I'm going to, I'm going to bow down to him, but I absolutely love Kirk Ferentz. Kirk Ferentz is all I know as a Iowa football coach. I have never had another Iowa football coach in my life. I'm 23 years old, so I have never had another coach in my career of loving Iowa football. Um, and I want, most importantly, I want Kirk Ferentz to go out the way he wants to go out. If he wants to go out this off season, let him do it. If he wants to go out in five, 10 years, I would love for them to, um, I would love for them to, to win a bunch of games and go out playing his style of football, um, going out the way that he wants to, um, the way that he wants to go out, because I think he's earned that over the course of his career. He's done so much for, for the program and the community. I would like to see him go out on his terms. I think any great coach deserves to do that. Ryan says, sad you didn't get to enjoy Hayden in the eighties. I, I need to, I need to watch up uh, and read up on some of my Hawkeye history. I think this, <laughs> this show is going to motivate me to go do that because, uh, because I've, I've, I just, you know, I come on here and I, I watch coach Don Patterson and I hear a Hayden story every night and every night I just get more intrigued about, uh, Every night I get more intrigued about the crew of Hayden Fry and, and what I what I'm missing out on. So I do need to I do need to check in on that. Um, all right. So we're yeah, Hawkeye Girl 2003 says it's so weird that there aren't students there. People even turned out for Alfred and he was a great A jerk. I don't know enough about Alfred. Um, I was not really watching out Iowa basketball back then. Um, <laughs> kind of gives away my age, but um, it is weird that students aren't there. I mean, they, they've got to have top three worst student section in the big 10. Um, it's just, it's atrocious. And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know necessarily where the blame goes because they've had, I mean, this year, they're not uh, this year. They're not wonderful, but they've had good teams over the last few years. They've had two national player of the years in Luca Garza back to back. Uh, and Keegan Murray contending for that award as well. Um, it's it's just unbelievable to me that they can't get more students in the seats because you see the enthusiasm for Iowa football. You see the enthusiasm for women's basketball, and it's just not existent with the men. I, I don't get it, but that's up for Iowa Athletics to figure out um, and for Fran McCaffrey to, to continue to promote. Um. 
Cyhoxy Money says, what Kirk Ferentz has done is not easy, though, sustaining a perennial winner. Completely agree. Uh, we look at so many programs around the conference. Even Nebraska has so much heritage and so much um, so much winning history, and they can't even make a bowl game for almost the last decade. So it's not easy, not easy to win football games, and he's committed to a style of play that he, uh, that he believes in, and I've enjoyed watching. Um, I love great defense and, and great special teams just as much as, as any other Iowa fan. So he's been able to, to, to play his game and, and, and make, you know, make a lot of uh, teams play his style of football rather than the other way around. I think that's, I think that's really great. Uh, Bill says, yeah, a lot of loyal assistance. Yep. That's a, that's a part of it. That's, and, and a lot of, a lot of a lot of people have said that 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 he has assistants that that haven't left, but credit Kirk Ferentz's character and, and the culture of the program for that as well. Um, that's you know people are not leaving because they they love to be with Kirk Ferentz and they love to be in the Iowa program. That's uh, that's kind of the bottom line. So, all right. Um, if anyone else wants to call in, I will drop the link right here in the chat. So that link is in the chat. It also should be in the description. We're going to give it about another two minutes, see if we have any other callers for the night. Um, and if not, uh, you will be able to catch Corey and Kashin Alexander tomorrow. Um, so uh, after the Iowa Maryland game, after the Iowa women's Maryland game, um, they will be tipping off at seven post game coverage, likely around nine to nine 30 with Corey and Kashin. So please make sure you come on in and support Kashin as she is giving up her time to be on the show. And as with uh, coach Patterson and coach close and any of the, any of the former Iowa coaches or players, we really appreciate her time um, and want to show her appreciation. All right. Uh, one final reminder here is we wait to see if we have any callers, please follow us on social media from the Hawkeye of the Storm on Facebook, from the Hawkeye on Twitter and Instagram. Kyle Smith's Golf, if you're interested in finding me. Um, and then also feel free to support the show with an Aura um, trial. Go ahead and click that link there or, or copy and paste that link into your browser if you can. Um, sign up for the free trial and let them know that YouTube and from the Hawkeye of the Storm sent you. John says, again, I would, but my niece is sleeping. I'm apparently loud. No problem, John. Um, good to have you in the chat, at least. Um, but hopefully we'll be able to call in tomorrow night when, when Corey and Kashin are live. All right. Um, support the merch. Hit that like button. And especially tomorrow, as with any time we have a coach on, go ahead and share the show on social media. All right, everybody, we don't have anybody else in the call-in line, so I think we're about ready to wrap it up. Iowa defeating Ohio State tonight at the buzzer right down to the last minute of this game at home at Carver-Hawkeye Arena, 79-77. to um, Very important win for them uh, as they continue their quest for an NCAA tournament spot. They are now 13-9 and overall. Five and six in conference play. They improved to nine and three at home in Carver Hawkeye Arena. So all very positive to escape with a win tonight. Um, in terms of the actual game itself, 
Tony Perkins registering 20 points on 50% shooting, 6 of 12, 7 rebounds, 4 assists. Peyton Sanford and Josh Dix each um, chipping in with 15 points. Uh, Peyton, 6 of 11 from the floor, 2 of 6 from 3. Josh Dix, 7 of 10 from the floor. Owen Freeman adding 7 points. Ben Cricky adding 8. Hawkeyes did get uh, destroyed on offensive rebounding, but besides that, shot the ball well. Didn't shoot too many threes. Lots to build on, guys. Um, as always, appreciate Corey giving me the opportunity to hop on with you all. Uh, always a good time. Please make sure to catch them, Corey and Kashin, at 9.30 approximately tomorrow night after Iowa versus Maryland women's basketball. All right, everybody, that's going to be it from the Hawkeye of the Storm. Thanks for joining the or calling into the Iowa Smokehouse call online. We will see you next time.